the show. Oh, that's true. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Mike, hey, Mike. I'm Liam O'Donnell. And my name is Josh Alvarez, and you're listening to episode 58 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks, we're here with good friends of the show, Mikey Hyperbole. <laughs> and Evo Tomas. Tomas. Hello. <laughs> and we are hot, hot off, hot off our special Cinepunks corporate retreat we still have Board snow from Bushkill on our shoes. Weekend. For for those of you who don't know, um, the thing about Cinebunks is that it is a amalgamation of a lot of different people. A lot, some of, of, those a lot people, of hands go into making the structure And some of those people you. see each other regularly, and they have regular conversations. And some of those people, we only talk in a Facebook group. And Are like geographically we, disparate. Yeah. In fact, some you know one of our regular listeners and supporters of the thing, Nick Spacek. Nick Spacek, who's if the man. If it wasn't for his picture on twitter i don't know what he looks like absolutely i mean i would guess nick spacek he's a white dude but that's that's <laughs> all i know that's all Man, i know these that's assumptions know are him. just flying left and right <laughs> i'm, I'm sorry say that. i you if, know if i offended any white people <laughs> if, if any whites are listening and i offended you i'm sorry we are sensitive it's true very <laughs> very as sensitive skin. as our skin so <laughs> <laughs> we, we burn easily no so we so we planned a weekend to get away and it was twofold. One was to try to accomplish some planning, and one was just to like hang out. Um, but the reality is, people are busy, so it ended up being four dudes who I think would have hung out without Cinepunks. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. which is not I necessarily mean, totally the cool. point, you know. But you know, I still feel as though we accomplished a lot this weekend. Yeah, we did some strategic planning. We did some discussions. Yeah, Mike got to tell us all the shit he hates that we do, so that's good. <laughs> which Fair. is a good time. <laughs> it took about three to six hours. But our other thing, so, but really, <laughs> by the way, this was all done next to a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were like the best board meeting ever. It was well, cascading. <laughs> <laughs> we when we weren't, I felt uh, like I discussing was in a, in our a future soda commercial. Like, oh, that's true. Right. I've, well, because the weekend really was like, we're going to talk about stuff, and then we're just going to watch movies and hang out. Yeah, we ended so. up watching seven movies, which, mm-hmm. when I say it out loud, sounds a lot longer than, than it actually We were was. there for a while, yeah. Yeah, it's true. We were we spent two nights in Bushkill at an Airbnb. Yeah. And uh, it was a pretty nice house. It was a good time. Yeah. And uh, we got a lot done. I feel we like ate we ate a lot of food. We ate a lot. We, we ate, a lot. ate so much food. It was great. So... Oh. Um, we wanted to, having watched all these movies and gotten to hang out, we wanted to record an episode. Yeah. Also, we don't get to hang out that much, so I was like, we if we're going to be don't. together, let's record an episode. So Fucking right. Hell but yeah. Also, we realized, I don't think either one of us knew this, but we've never officially had Mikey Smack on the show before. Yeah. He's been on for This Is the, Hardcore. But we just came to the discovery that Mike... Because they're trying to never suppress had. my opinions, is what it is. <laughs> oh, my we're God. If only I could. We're trying to... We're afraid Mike is going to lead a revolution against Cinepunk, so we can't <laughs> have him on the show. No, I mean, I, I they're feel all going to have wrist tattoos and fucking. This is what I'm going to try. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! That's what it is. My feeling on Mikey Smack's opinions is that suppressing them only helps them grow stronger. I feel like the only way, if you really wanted to do it, was just to like ignore. Hey, Mike, how do you know you're an anarchist? How? All your clothes are black and all your friends are white. That's a, little, that's a little joke for our anarchist friends uh, in the listening funny. audience. Still funny. Still well funny. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Okay. So. Hey, so we're going to start this episode the way we start every episode. Every episode with, with our a, new, with our segment that we call Whacking on, on Track. Oh, man. Copyrighted. It's copyrighted. So copyrighted feature of this You know, broadcast. it's been said that I'm too loud on this show, but I feel as though when I yell Whacking on Track, it's empowering. 
I don't think as you're... a listener. Uh, <laughs> make you feel like a bigger man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike's like, as someone who actually checks this show out on a regular basis. Uh, I have no, no idea <laughs> how it sounds ever. Um, so uh, we've talked about some of this over the course of the weekend because we didn't just watch movies. We actually had conversations. So yeah, we fuck talk you, like listener. Friends do. Friends do that shit. Uh-huh. Over pork. Over mostly <laughs> so over pork. Much pork this weekend, but that's not Jesus. important. Jesus, right oh, yeah, important right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you know, there's a lot of porking this weekend. And <laughs> <laughs> there was not. There's just a lot of pork consumed. We ate a lot of dead pig. <laughs> this keeps which on getting weirder. I am currently experiencing chest pains, and it's <laughs> not from laughing. No, that's we true. Ate a pound of bacon and then walked up a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just walk up the waterfall yeah. too. There was no. There's no stairs or anything. It was really cold. I think I, I will be real though. Like the other tourists, like when we would just stop mostly to rest, <laughs> but then also to discuss something just to see like three giant and one small dude <laughs> talking about whatever it is we're talking about like so intensely. Yeah. I think people were a little like, oh, Hey, hey guys. We were there for like a nature yeah. experience and we're there just like trying to sweat off like the bacon we ate yeah. while talking about yeah. movies. We smelled like salt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me just go ahead and savory. probably say the on track aspect for everyone here was the pork. But yes. I know, Mike, uh, we're going to start with you. Do you have some whacking on track selections for us to share with our listening audience? Um, I will start with an on track. Uh, I think two of us here were at the Infest Iron we Lung were. show. That was a great time. Which was massively good. Have you seen every band on that bill already? Like no, no, I hadn't seen. I didn't even know who Scapegoat was, despite liking music like that. I'd mm-hmm. never gotten around to checking that out. That band was tight. I got there late though. I got there. You missed Pure Disgust, and you missed. No, Blue I saw. Man. I got there before Pure. Dis- uh, about a couple songs into Pure Disgust set, which I thought that they were playing after. Uh, scapegoat. So I did miss right. Wound Man, despite that being Wound something Man I want to awesome. be into. Wound um, Man were so good. I got to watch that video that just popped up of them because I'm very pro of that. Um, <laughs> but no, that show was unbelievably yeah, good. Yeah, it was a good time. It yeah. was really fun. So tell me about, I, I was very curious about Wound Man. Wound, wound, They're just wound really Man. Heavy. I just heard that it was a raw and pure power balance experience. Oh, you just said you missed it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but okay. uh, from what I the reports that I got when I got there, people were like, "Yo, you weren't here for that? That was right up your alley." Yeah. What it else did you? What did you really see? Good. That Pure disgust was unbelievable as usual. That band is crazy. But good. what's important Dude, about them that is band they goes get so much every tighter time. every time. Exponentially, yeah. they sound yeah. a billion times better every time I see them. Respect. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was I was really sad to miss that show. Yeah. Um. And then uh, scapegoat blew me away. Dude was wearing like that like a wrist set uh, shirt. Yeah. Which was like to see that in Philadelphia since I haven't seen one in like ten years. Um, he won T-shirt of the night by far. Um, Iron Lung was. I'd never seen Iron Lung. Oh and I God. didn't know it was only two people. Yeah, yeah. Like I only know the records because Liam tells me to listen to them, and I do mm-hmm. because I do everything that Liam tells me to do because you know he is my superior. If you're fucking smart, because mm-hmm. I because I am smart and Liam's smarter than me. So what's but, um, blowing blowing what blows you away about that band is how funny they are live, despite. Yeah. Those records not being funny at all. No. Yeah, but that's like that dude stuff, is such a charming yeah, he's guy. So funny. Yeah, he's good. So, um, and they sound great live. Either. That yeah. is a massive sound for a two-person band live. And then how was the the Kings? Unbelievable. I love him. I've never seen him fast until that night. Oh, re- oh yeah, we talked about this. What did you think now that you I, finally dude, saw them? My mind was blown. Yeah. I was so hyped. I am up to five times now. I, like I was a super Infest fan like ten years ago. And by the way, for people who don't know, I'm only 26. Everyone here is significantly <laughs> older than me. But when I was in high school, I was a huge Infest fan. Never thought I'd get to see them. Now I've seen them five times. That's it amazing. Blows my mind. And they have been so fucking good every single time. Yeah. Like mind-blowingly good to where it like makes me recheck how I think about bands being good and bad, and like what makes a good live experience and stuff like that. 
that's how I feel every time I see that band. Right. I appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, no, it was really, really fun. I mean, you know, typically I see bands and just like take it in and it's fine. But this one I felt like I felt like I was experiencing something. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, yeah. No. Plus those facial expressions. Yeah, that dude's a wild man. <laughs> Holy shit. He really is a crazy person. He <laughs> fell on me at one point, and I'm as big as he is almost, and it was still just like, this is so cool. I'm going to die. This is so cool. Uh, okay. Awesome. I don't have a whack. I don't think I – I mean, I don't know if you guys have recorded since the election, so obviously that was whack. Yeah. Oh, we, oh we, have, we have not recorded Cinepunk, so let's uh, – you know, That's part of my whack. On horror business, we mentioned it a teeny bit, but we can talk about it just a teeny bit here as well. I mean, obviously – you know, in theory, this is not a politics podcast. In theory, however, however, all being four of us have opinions. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it's cinepunks, right? So it's not just regular music; it's Fuck also it. <coughs> somehow tied to a consciousness. And and for real, like I get there. Uh, one of the one of the hot takes is what I'll call it, so that'll show my opinion of it uh, on the internets is that punk shouldn't be worried about things like presidential elections because they're punks and they're beyond the system and blah 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 blah. yo fuck you fuck that that sucks here's the thing like we could actually sit and have a discussion about hillary clinton and we could discuss the positives and the negatives and that would be an interesting conversation but the conversation where you're trying to tell me that donald trump is no big deal yeah. yeah, get the no. fuck out of my deal, face. Man. I, I want to hear. <laughs> no, he's a goddamn monster, and I mean, I'm put it like, out there. It's the rise of this weird new white supremacy that isn't new. Yeah, but it now is, it is just definitely reformed cloak. in a different. Uh, it's yeah, real it's enough just, that I now feel as though, I, as a person of color, I have to walk around with a weapon, which yeah. sucks. And here's the thing: like, if you found this, some of y'all found this podcast because we are on the person of color podcast list. Right. There's like a list of all the podcasts of people of color. Is that a thing? Yeah, and we're on there in the movie section. It's like a real ass thing. And that's cool. And if you listen to a lot of these shows, you know, we don't sit around a lot being like, man, what's it like being brown? Let's talk about <laughs> it. You know, like that's not a thing we get into too often. But right now, it's going to come up more, y'all. Like, I'm going to, we're going to talk about movies more that we're thinking about. That because this is, I mean, again, I'm not going to change Cinepunks to be like the Cinepunks political chat or whatever no but, we're but gonna like be it's on our fucking minds right about. now it's yeah. scary right now well, one it thing is. to also think about is that like both of the things that go into this podcast like punk rock music and cinema they're art forms and yep there's no argument that art forms don't suffer under regimes like one that yeah is about to happen yeah. well and I, I honestly like and i will be i will say this politically speaking usually i cringe around my fellow movie people that i think a lot of movie Twitter is like not, and a lot of other movie sites are not as engaged or knowledgeable as I would like. However, in general, even the people who I think never really have anything political to say during this period were like, oh, fuck, this no. is fucked up. Like, if you are one of these people who's literally sitting there being like, I don't know, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to, like, kind of know you. It's honestly. a little bit confusing, honestly. Yeah. It's, I don't yeah. know. It means that you probably don't have too many friends that are either. LGBT identified or people of color or diverse or, yeah. Yeah. or what, which is Live in a bubble. Know, yeah. which, you know. It's again, everyone's talking about it all the time, so we don't need to cover it too much. Right. But let me just say, if you were listening to this going, I can't believe, you know, they haven't mentioned it yet. Let's just put it out there like, you know, fuck Donald Trump. We <laughs> need to be fighting it. None of this get along thing. None of this fucking fuck Mike Pence. Fuck the alt right. Yeah. Uh, like fuck white supremacy. Well, none of this. Give him a chance. Shit. Like if no. you are feeling right now like, oh, who's on my side? I feel like in danger. Like we I mean, granted, I don't know what the fuck we can do, but we're, you yeah, know, we're is at least is on your side. Yeah. And like for me, you know, working at a college, 
I have some really frightened students right now. And like, yeah. I get like, if anyone is, you're going to make fun of often, it's like college students. But, yeah. you know, a lot of the students at my school are the students who got there because they got a scholarship or they got the hookup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have friends who are going through some crazy shit. And we have undocumented students. We're one of those schools that like figured out how to, because here's the thing. Undocumented students can actually apply to a lot of colleges, yeah. but they go in as international students. And the reality is, if you're coming from the American school system, you might not have the grades that other international students have. So it's not really fair. Mm-hmm. So we actually are one of the schools that have created a special program just for our undocumented for students, yeah. students so that wow. we evaluate their uh, applications compared to other U.S. students. And they're admitted under that thing. That's, cool. That's hard. And yeah. it means we have students, you know, not a lot. I mean, I, the, the school feels like it's a lot. To me, it's not that many. But there's, uh, we have some who are literally in this current thing. Like, am I going to get sent home? Like, what's going to yeah, happen? You know, or, yeah, it's very real. I mean, really, this country's at home, so I shouldn't say that. Should I, am I going to get sent back to where my parents are from? Right. Because that's the reality. The, yeah. These students are from fucking here. All the, a lot of these folks are from here. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what we aren't dealing. Whatever. We could go. I mean, f- I've been, I've been substituting a lot in North Philly yeah. lately, and it's like on their roll sheets. There's literally just like. Um, males, females, illegals. Like, literally, Ugh. it says that on some illegals. of the roll sheets. Illegals. Like, it actually has that term on some of the roll sheets, which is, Man. like, a billion times disgusting. But also, it highlights, like, those schools are, like, they're middle schools, but they're, like, politicized yeah. battlegrounds. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, That's it's... That's the new reality, man. That's assuming it, it doesn't affect anyone is a form of, of joining the other side. So. so, I feel like Mike has now shared both a uh, on track and a whack and Woo! we can basically uh support both of those in a very serious <laughs> way you know like those which are is surprising but it's cool it's cool it's all love let's it's keep going hot take today. let's let's keep going evo, evo do you have a whack and on track for us uh, well definitely the whack uh one of the whacks would be the election okay sure um, uh on track i mean i know we're kind of removed from it but i did go to riot fest in chicago that was a lot ah. of fun a good time saw Morrissey. that's great saw morrissey uh, I didn't stay for the whole set. Cause right. Vegan a whack. <laughs> God damn it. Mike. I will fight you, Mike. God damn it. I will fight you. <laughs> like, you're brown, so it's like you can be cool with racists if you want to, but like, yeah, you know. a hundred other ways that guy sucks. So, a <laughs> hundred. Uh, misfits killed. They were really good. Yeah. <laughs> Go um, ahead, Mike. I'm just going to put my microphone <laughs> down at this point. What did Mike say to me? We said it on this very podcast. Yeah, we were talking about, like, yo, can you believe what Mike said about the misfits? What did you say? Like, uh, uh, shitty yeah, like, pop punk rape apologists is that it's basically that but even worse because it incorporates celebrating Halloween year round which I guess you guys are into because you're into horror but what it's a cr- piece of shit it's this cringe, guy is. it's cringy as fuck no one who wears as much black as you can point the finger at Halloween celebrates. get a fucking jack-o'-lantern tattoo and stop jerking off Halloween yo wow Dude, you're you're gonna get Man. first of all eight mail. First What's of all, happening? you're you're not welcome on any other podcasts on this so, network. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, Eva, we're taking you up your time. Yeah, you can censor my like, No, I'm gonna leave it. It all stays in just so I'm gonna put it know. in the show notes. At this time, Mike insulted <laughs> everyone. Fart noise. Mike Spoiler insulted alert. everyone with taste who cares <laughs> about Halloween. Go ahead, Eva. Uh, but no, but I'm, I mostly went for like uh, yeah, I like bear religion. I like sure. descendants, stuff like sure. that. So uh, you know, went, went for that. Um, I had a really hard time standing all three days because yeah, because you have back problems, and I'm 400 pounds, so it doesn't help. <laughs> of man, <laughs> yes, but still. So, um, so but no, it was a struggle. I don't know what that means. Sorry, <laughs> that was a struggle <laughs> to kind of make it through the whole day, all three days. But it was good. Um, with a couple ball games, um, and then 
What else? Uh, Did you see any movies when you were out there? Um, I watched the Blues Brothers at midnight. Oh, midnight screening. Yeah, that was. Was was that at Music Box? I think so. It was an old theater. Was it near Wrigley Field? Like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's, uh, they I think that's a bar music attached box. to it. They yeah, have yeah, a bar yeah. attached to it. Music box is like the shit. Like it's like the cool place to yeah. But the actual theater like itself. Yeah, they do other stuff too. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 is it like an actual stuff. movie theater? Or? Yeah. It's a, what it is is a one screen palace yeah. that then took other parts of the theater and made the mini screens so they yeah. still can make money when they're doing. Right. And they have a 70 millimeter projector there. So that's where that's where I saw the Hateful Eight in the really extended screen. Like It was so fucking big. I was like, I didn't know screens got that big. Yeah, that shit's yeah. amazing. Uh, so we saw that, and um, I mean, I just love that movie in general. That was on film sure. too, or that was yeah, a... it was on film. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay. that's awesome. Um, so we saw, I guess, in the main theater. I guess you know, mm-hmm. great. Um, and next to it attaches like a bar. Yeah, just have a bunch of yep. cool film books, like stuff like that. So, yeah. um, uh, what so do you mean by bar? <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, what else did I see recently? I thought Doctor Strange was fun. Yeah. Um, what else? I saw the Jake the Snake. Uh, Robert survives the Jake Snake. Yeah, yeah. What would you think of that? I enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, but like, you Where know, I mean, you I see that it's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, I think oh, okay. it went on a little yeah. bit ago. Yeah, yeah. I had to, cool. I had to watch it in three sittings just because. Uh, it it should also be noted that at the beginning of Cinepunk's um, retreat weekend, Eva was wearing a Randy Macho Man Savage T-shirt. That's sure, true. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was amazing. But go that's on. True. Um, yeah, I don't so, even know much about wrestling. I just think that shirt's awesome. I've been on a real wrestling kick lately, watching like. Fights from like '92. <laughs> I don't know why, but whatever. <laughs> it's like chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I haven't really seen anything bad. Like, <laughs> what's happening? Even I hear now. This is important. We both kind of share the opinion of not wasting our time on things we know are going to be bad, mm-hmm. right? It's just there's such limited time to watch anything and consume anything. Yeah. And the other, the actual guys on this podcast definitely disagree on that yeah but uh i feel the same way where it's hard to come up with something whack because it's like if i go into something knowing it's gonna be whack i'd rather put that time into something productive well, i don't, don't i don't agree i don't agree that, that i feel that way at all not, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, said yeah. that no 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 because this is why i don't think that's true every time we do the show i have trouble coming up with a whack yeah because yeah. here's what this is actually it's, where i'll disagree with you where i'll say i'm not quite on, on board i do have a whack when you're done yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah, but when you're done interrupting eva oh, go on with your point we both okay, just go, no, never mind mike started this interruption no, so I'm okay. your point. Which, i was trying to enter into a discussion go ahead, eva. i think i think i'm more willing to take chances on things that are on streaming so something right, on streaming right. and granted well, i don't your home i don't watch anything that hasn't been recommended to me, though. It's not like someone said, this is the worst shit ever, and I go, really? Well, I think you're wrong, and I'm going to watch it and <laughs> prove you wrong. It's that it feels a lot. That way, it's though, that I found people who I think have tastes like mine, and then they say, <laughs> for, they say like, oh, this looks good. You're gonna and like other this. people I tell them, like, oh, I watch this thing. You know, like, uh, you know, I watch Crimes of Passion right. because people told me it was good, and then I watch it, and it was good. But if I describe it to someone else, they might be like, that sounds like the dumbest shit ever, and I'm like, oh. True. Mm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, you. when you put it that For way. For you. Yeah. But then again, I mean, I'm already used to that relationship because of the music I listen to. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. uh, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, be at work and be like, no, you'll really like this band. Um, it's just two dudes and they make an unholy noise. I'm sure you'll love it. Here, let me just put it on. <laughs> like, no, they're not going to love it. So I'm used to that, having that conversation. Um. Yeah, uh, another on track. Uh, I saw we, Josh and I watched Bone Tomahawk. 
Bone Tomahawk. I, I, I feel like you might have mentioned that before. So it was, good. Well, it was yeah, it was a slow burn. Where, where you Bone and I like had a day off. And we yeah, were just, we're just like, like, just going to sit down and watch a movie. Let's eat some lunch. Yeah, and then we watched Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> sure. And I had never seen it either prior yeah, to that. I, and it was awesome. That was a good time. You loved yeah. it, right? I really liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really yeah. did. And uh, I've been on a weird Western kick the last like few months, so I just I feel like I haven't seen enough of them. And I feel like it's like a popular genre, at least for a large part of cinematic history, so... I feel like I should be more aware of it. And uh, whack, I finally broke down and finally saw the Rob Zombie Halloween. <laughs> now, Halloween is probably my favorite yeah, it movie. It should be known. Evo just bought a 3X knit sweater of Halloween. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> amazing. Yes. So From I, Mondo, yeah, right? So, yeah. yeah. Mondo.com, yep. Um, Mondotees.com. Yes. Whatever. But whatever. Well, Google it. And, um, <laughs> and uh no, but I, I love the original so much. Like I, that, it's probably you, you, my favorite. Movie, you, you know? You're of the opinion that the original Halloween's a perfect movie. I, I love it. I really, I really love it. I still think it holds up well. You know. Yeah. But so, um, I was around with my buddies, and they're like, "Oh, let's watch a horror movie." And I'm like, "Fuck it, let's just watch." Like, like we all kind of like centered on that movie for some reason. I'm like, "Fuck it, let's watch it." And I did not care for it. <laughs> Wait, uh, you've not seen? Any I had of never the- seen. I, I somebody gave me part one and two of the both Rob Zombie ones. Somebody gave me them. And I've never watched them. Just like I just couldn't bring myself. Did you to watch it. the second one too? No, just... and I will, but yeah. I don't know. Like the I... second one's way worse than the first. One. I've, so I've so heard. here's what's crazy is and that I and I've said this on this show and on Hard Business, but I can't right I can't give my opinion because I haven't watched the second one. Okay. But I know multiple people who defend <laughs> the second one. Yeah, I've heard. Oh, I, I cannot. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah. But the, the, um, I saw the first one, and I don't watch a lot of movies like that. But it was. Is a bad experience. It's not. Good. Yeah, no. Well, I, you know, I don't and, need a backstory for him. Well, here's he's the a, thing. He's a force of evil. So just leave it. We like, discussed I don't need earlier. To know his mom's it a it, the, like, it completely doesn't... goes against why the real Halloween is so fucking exactly. Good. It exactly. goes against that. It throws things at it and it breaks glass. I will it. say one thing I did like about it. Uh, when he's growing up in a mental hospital, he has a habit of making these like weird masks. Um. Those masks looked cool, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a room. I, 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 I love Evo <laughs> looking for the good thing. No, You're well, he had a room. His, his, his room literally had them all like nicely like hung up and like like it was like very symmetrical. I will never, I will never cool, fault but... Rob Zombie on art direction. Right. That's one thing I won't fault. Well, well, we had Chevchuk on the show. Cool. As you guys know, we talked about it this weekend. Chevchuk came on our show and we talked about Rob Zombie. Sure. And he loves Rob Zombie, but he has never seen the features. He loves the behind the scenes and mm-hmm. making of. Because Rob Zombie uses a very yeah. anachronistic way of making movies, yeah. which yeah. is very like. That's fine. Centric. I mean, I don't I have no problem with him making movies, you know. Um, but just, I just didn't really. I, I it just felt like. Did you uh, see like House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, and Devil's Rejects. The, Devil's Re- um, yeah, yeah. I saw. Do you um, like them? Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a good time. Just with them. fine. Though, right? Yeah, I would say those yeah, are better than fine. Yeah, I, I like those. I liked them. I can't say I didn't like them, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, I, I saw each of them once, and then um, I'll I'll open cool. myself up for yeah. critique again and say that I. Still defend Lords of Salem. Wow. That, I, that I did not see. So that I, I cannot no abide. I will not abide. I think not only not only do I defend it, I think I've moved to the point where I now claim that Lords of Salem is the best Rob Zombie movie. Really? And I might wow. even start to say it's the only good Rob Zombie movie. But I need to rewatch uh, the first two. Well, he's Plus. supposed to be doing a movie about the Flyers. He, that, he, that guy pulled the plug on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. God. But he was supposed to be doing fan. it. <laughs> but here's the thing: a, fr- I mean, a friend who I won't say who. Yeah. Uh, received that script to possibly be in the movie mm-hmm. and said it was really bad. Yeah, I, I heard. Did you just say it yeah. was a really bad? Because you sound like my mom. 
<laughs> and, it, and it was a really bad. It was a really bad. <laughs> now, the thing is, with that, like, I did not want somebody like him making a movie about the Flyers. I want but a Philadelphia he, director. Well, no, no. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, actually, kind of is my point. <laughs> like, if he made that, fine. And I would see it. And, you know, maybe there would be something good about it. Whatever. Like that. But I would also want just another director making a movie about the same subject. Yeah. <laughs> just to have that there. Yeah. Yeah. This goes into how the Flyers are characterized and, like, media being, like, sports fans being, like, we're so sick of people seeing the Flyers as like a horror movie team. Yeah, we want yeah. them to see. We want to be seen like the New York Rangers or like you know a classy team. Right, yeah, uh, right, right. Because it's such a classy the team. Team did have a lot of skill. <laughs> they, they they did. And yeah, that, that's the but thing. Everybody like, already knows them as like the Broad Street Bullies. Like that know? was my aversion to so. it in the first place. Was like, oh god, can we stop? I have a Broad Street Bullies tattoo, but I was like, can we stop talking about the Broad Street Bullies for thirty seconds so we can talk about real hockey stuff? Mm. And then. As I kept hearing more things about it, I was cringing more and more at the yeah. idea of it and how it was going to characterize Philadelphia, the Flyers, their fan base, stuff like that. Yeah. You heard it here first. Mikey Smack's a fake Philadelphian. I'm going to fucking hate <laughs> you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad the plug got pulled on that. So, so good. No, so it didn't sound. I mean, here's the thing, too. Like uh, his That's coming from someone who loves Dragula so much. That song kicks ass. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just don't know that he's the guy to direct it, regardless. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Rod Zombie, he was at uh, Riot Fest and he killed. <laughs> White Zombie. They, they played, played right? Astro Creep. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. like, that, I had a lot of fun. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I don't. John Wren I, flew out just for that set. Yeah, I don't. I, I talked to somebody who did the same thing. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a fan, but I don't hate it. It was, it was, it was a fun set. Like, yeah. it was fun. I'm like, okay. I make fun of John about it a lot just because he makes fun of my music taste right. a lot. I also just like making fun of John's fun. I love that, yeah. dude. That's what was a good time. All right. How are we doing, Evo? You got another thing? Or are you um, wrapped yeah, up? Yeah, I was kind of recently. Yeah, it's, it's the most recent stuff, I guess. Cool, cool, cool. Know. Uh, I have Josh. a lot of movies coming up I want to see, but we'll talk oh, about later. Oh, so many, yeah. All Josh. Right. So, whacking on track. Uh, on track, uh, I played with Limp Wrist, and um, Solarize had a chance to play not only with Limp Wrist, but with uh, Homo Superior and Body Party, S21, Hers. How was that show? Soul How did you Glow. feel about that show? Soul, Soul Glow, Glow. Fucking Crime Watch, who I don't really know. Um, but it was awesome. It was really, really fun. I had a really good time playing. Did any band surprise you? Like, was surprisingly good? Um, surprisingly good. I thought that S21 was surprisingly good. Steve Roach, who plays drums in Cross Keys, my other band, he recorded them recently, and he was like, I think you'd really enjoy them. And I'd, I'd heard the stuff on Bandcamp and all that stuff, but then watching them live, I thought they were really Do good. Do you know Dre from that band? I don't know anybody. Um, that girl, she makes really, really cool, like, um, I, I, I don't even like characterizing it. Um, it's, like, very... African-American centric like uh, techno ish like I don't even know what to call it it's it's really really Music. really good yeah I'll yeah. send it to you right um, I she, I've known her for a couple of years and uh, their I was band really, was really good. I was really I excited really that cool. she was going to be in a heavy band again because back several years ago when I was friends with her we had talked about doing a heavy band at some point mm. and she's just like people always say they want to start a heavy band with like a woman of color but they don't yeah and it was like she was real hard about it and I was like yo that's super tight like she's like super driven and all the music that girl produces is perfect. Like awesome. I love it all. The all of it. Every time something comes up on my feed, I'm just like, hell yes. So yeah, that band's really cool. <laughs> oh, actually, do you you know the story about the Cinepunk shirt though, right? Yeah, yeah, I know that. So I'm very I don't know if you know, but the Los Crudos ripoff that Mike oh, designed yeah, for us. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. I was apprehensive to show to Martin because you know I don't want that dude to fucking be bummed at me that we stole his logo. No, that's fair. So um. I didn't mention it, and then Troy, friend of the show, and my tattooer, Troy, came to the show wearing the shirt, and Martina's like, what is that, a gang? <laughs> it's like, uh -huh. no. 
here's the thing. We should talk about this for a brief moment. And he was totally stoked on it. So I, I was like, whoo, Lordy, that could have gone one of two ways. And thank God it went the way it did. So I think he, I, I, I'm not surprised he appreciated that you made that shirt out of the love. And that, that yeah. people who yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I think that shirt, I mean, technically Mike made the shirt, but you asked Mike to, Mike to right. make the shirt. I think when people see that shirt, they don't, they see it and know that it's a way of communicating a love for that band. And, yeah. uh, and, and, I just don't want to be disrespectful. No, totally. To but people who don't love that band, m- most of them don't recognize that shirt. Like that's a you got to know the band to know that shirt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think that's as as long as I, I and I whatever. He's also is, such a DIY like punk dude. He's yeah, the best that, fucking that dude like, too. I could have assumed he would love it, and I'm so glad to hear that he did because yeah. it just dude, I was everything was just, you think about that. Dude. It was just like a whole bunch of like weight off my shoulders that yeah. that, that went the way it did. So Didn't, uh, me too, since I was the one actually responsible <laughs> for <laughs> doing the artwork. Talking about people who you played with, I you? also played with Walter uh, from Quicksand. Oh yeah, how was I was going to ask you about the More Mother show. Oh, the More Mother show was awesome. Tell More me Mother about that so one great. first, and then tell me about the Walter show. Well, More Mother, uh, Kamei Defstar, friend of the podcast and friend of Liam and me. She's the best. Um, they It was her and a gentleman who goes by the name Mental Jewelry, so they their collaboration was called More Jewelry. Oh, and cool. And it, uh, it was like kind of like a glitchy like IDM electronic beat with her rapping over it. And it was, uh, it was pretty intense. It was pretty transcendent, I think. It was because I'd never seen More Mother, but that record is one of my favorite records of the year. And so seeing her do it live was pretty awesome. And then she that was right before she left on tour. Yeah. So it was it was really good. That was a good show too. Pharmacy was a good time. And um and then Krosky's played with um with Vanishing Life, which is Walter from Quicksand's band. Sure. Now, here's a couple things that happened at that show. Number one, Krosky's went on first and then we played with uh Dream Swell, which uh writer for Cinepunk's uh, John Martello is the drummer. Oh, for that I band. forgot he was in that band. How yeah. is that band? They're awesome. They're like true widow, like really slow, melodic, like very um, uh, horseback comes to mind, like that kind of like oh, Jesu, yeah, like yeah, dreamy, yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful soundscapey with vocal. Sure, sure, sure. Pretty good. But um, so I don't know if uh, if listeners of the show know, Grace Kim, friend of the show, makes me a shirt for every time that the Cross Keys play, and I end up Love looking that. like a floral linebacker is what I've been told because she pretty. favors floral pretty shirts, right? Mm-hmm. So. We're about to go on. I go to the green room, which is in the middle of the kitchen of the boot and saddle, and Walter is asleep on the couch, and he says that he doesn't feel well, so he's going to take a nap. But my bag is behind the couch that Walter's sleeping on. So I have to be like, "Uh, hey, bro, I got to get my shirt behind you. Sorry to wake you. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's totally cool, man. Just feeling a little under the weather, but I'll be all right. So, yeah, go ahead. So I get my shirt. I play the show. I don't know if you know. I have a thing where I sweat a lot, kind of my signature. Sweat through the shirt, right? Now, shirt show's fine. We do well. It's cool. Now I have to go get my dry shirt, which is, again, behind Walter where he's sleeping, where I left it when I got my, my, my show shirt. So I go back down to the green room, and he's still sleeping there, and I didn't feel like waking him up again, so I just wore a wet shirt until it was dry. That's what happened. I appreciate that. And he didn't that. listen to us anyway, so what the fuck? <sighs> Doesn't matter. It's cool, though. It's I'm, cool. I'm sure quicksand fans everywhere appreciate what you just did. Yeah, dude, they were awesome, though. Don DeVore from Ink and Dagger played guitar with them. What? It was uh yeah it was a pretty intense set and uh, Dreamswell were great too yeah so it was a good show I, I had really a lot of fun do you um, have any so that was on track do you have any wax I'm not done on track oh I also gosh. went to the Philadelphia you always have so many on track your life is so much more on track than mine uh, it's it's not true not true but um I did go to the Philadelphia Asian American Film Festival 
And uh, I, I, I managed all about to watch. Um, there was one segment of shorts done by uh, Asian directors. There was a good time. And then we saw a movie called Singer in the Band, which was a guerrilla style documentary about the propagation of prostitution and the sex trade in, in Asia, specifically between Korea and the Philippines. That's maintained by the American military um, complex. So camps like Camp John Hay, Camp um, like Subic Bay, stuff like this in the Philippines. The reason that the sex trade exists there is because of these outposts of um, military that they, you know, they pay girls sure. for sex and all this other stuff. And further, they start doing these things where they have companies where they vet out people. They tell them that they're going to be singers in these bands or whatever. And they like audition them like you would a singer. But then they bring in these places and they end up becoming these the people that work at these brothels. It was like really fucking depressing. Yeah. <clears throat> and the way they did this documentary was they did it with hidden cameras because every time they had the real camera, like people were fucking like the MPs were like breaking their cameras and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. It was so brutal. It was like this weird lawless indictment. And um, it was also Filipino. So I was like, shit. And then um, whack was during that same night. I also saw a movie called Gehenna where evil lives. And it was a horror movie directed by an Asian person. And boy, did that suck. Oh, where evil lives. Yeah, that yeah. Like you said, Not where evil good. lives. I'm like, oh, no, no. That movie would be I'm called like, Port Richmond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where evil lives. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? The Wawa in our part video. Part of North at, Philly. At this one's called mm. Gehenna. I like where this pitch is going. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> so this movie, I don't know. It was like these people go in a bunker. It just was so confusing. And like, but then it wasn't confusing enough and just was stupid. And like it played with like timelines, which I hate. Like I hate when it's like, oh, that guy sure. was that was you, but in the future, like, she was dumb. So that was whack. That was that was not recommended. I I I think that's a real thing people don't realize is the confusing but not confusing enough. Yeah, like you gotta, think if like, you're gonna go the distance. Go the if distance. you're gonna be confusing, it's got to be a total mind fuck. Yeah, you got to like, go right, hard. I'm, I'm with know, it, yeah, or yeah, else yeah. it's not worth it. Oh, and then I saw Doctor Strange. How was Doctor Strange? You both said you yeah. kind of liked it, right? Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was fun. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I, sh I shouldn't admit the weird scenario under which I've seen this movie, right? That's not a good thing to talk about in public. I don't know. What was the weird... I don't that know. I ate weed and watched it. We might have to edit that out. Why? Who cares that you eat weed? This is two, This is 2016. So, okay. I'm pretty sure legal At weed is point, the only the thing... have arrived. I'm pretty sure looser weed laws are the only okay, thing Okay, so Trump here's what happened, just because it bears being mentioned, right? I was gifted some candy that has marijuana. I want to I want to remind everyone that I am an edgeman. So if you're right, if Same. you're offended right now, at least one half of the show is down with. The, I'm already with standing the... above him with my fist cocked. <laughs> yeah, you so. should also know that I'm not a hippie. I don't like smoke weed. I don't I, I don't do it say. a lot. You know, every I mean? time you what tell someone you're straight edge, they're like, I'm I don't really smoke that much. man. I'm, it's I'm, like it's, not my it's, thing. What can we just back this up a little bit? <laughs> You've admitted multiple times on this very program. Have I? program man the weeds high. affecting my memory already the the dag so, nasty show oh i did talk you about, talked that, about that okay all right fine so, so what, anyway so here's what happened liam what happened was this on the way to the movie theater i ate a gummy bear filled with weed in it with weed power it's like gummy berry juice weed power <laughs> so first hour of the movie totally fine no thing happening the other thing that's new at the marlton eight i don't know if you know you can order food to your seat where they'll bring Fuck. your popcorn to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, maybe that's the way they do it up here on the hill, but, you know, the other hill, the no cherry hill. No hill jokes. <laughs> Just saying. 
we ordered the food to the seat, and then uh, we we raised our hand when they came over with it. It was pretty cool. But um, so the first hour of the movie's fine, no big deal. Second half of the movie, I feel a warm glow below my sternum that then grows to my fingertips and toes, and suddenly, I'm watching a movie in 3D that then is in 3D again somehow. Is and this that's what, that's is 6D or is that 9D? I don't know. That's this when the marijuana started working. This is what it's like to be weeded up on pot. It was, I mean, it went from like, yeah, this movie's fine to like, this is one of the finest cinematic experiences I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember it though? Like, is it Oh yeah, like, no, no. I, it didn't do anything. Like I didn't see anything that wasn't there. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it, it didn't make anything. I, I didn't take acid. So other than, you know what I mean? other than the expansion of your third eye. Right. Did you appreciate like the plot of the film? Yeah, you know I, I mean? thought that um, it, it was a very simple story. Yeah, it's not. It, it was wasn't the most complex of uh, the Marvel movies, but I will say visually, it was amazing. Yeah, I think it worked as an origin. It story. It was very fractal know? oriented, yeah. which was cool, and um, the just I thought that you know, it was good. It was fine. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, it was the whole controversy with the whole whitewashing. Yeah, there's yeah, that that's too. what that's yeah. the way I gone into it is like I didn't really want to pay to see it because I was like kind of weirded out about the whitewashing thing um but i want to see they it. Also if i'm gonna see it i want to see it in imax though i like, will say this the though, reason i would pay to Tilda see it. Swinton was really good in Tilda it. Swinton was awesome Tilda in it. like she's really good in that's it. why i feel some but type of way is like i love Tilda Swinton. yeah yeah that's she my i mean really that's my she might have been my favorite movie character. is like i feel some type of way about them casting scarlett johansson and ghost in the shell but i also love scarlett johansson so yeah. like you know there's always a bummer there you know and mads mickelson was in it he was really oh mads mickelson is never comfortable i never see him and think to myself hey that's a guy i want to be friends with yeah keep me to watch the hunt He's in that, and uh, just the haven't. the entire premise of the hunt seems to be like, yo, isn't Mads Mikkelsen uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. What if he like taught kids? Inevitably, <laughs> inevitably <laughs> someone would accuse him of something. You <laughs> just kindergarten cop. You couldn't even let him work near kids without someone eventually going. No, I don't trust that guy. That guy's that fucking, guy's an issue. The wrong kind we of need white to talk dude. about that. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong guy. <laughs> He's the right kind of white dude if we're, like, going to take over another country. Like, yeah, if we're like, yo, yeah. we, we need, like, an invasion force. Do you know, like, a, I don't know, a guy who looks I like. I need a firm jawline and some blonde hair to take over some to, brown he people. He needs to look like he survives off the blood of other humans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like, if you cast him as a gremlin, he wouldn't need any prosthesis. <laughs> I guess I should do my whack it on track. All right. Uh, hey. Man, hey Liam, was there anything that you've done lately that was either whack well, let me, or on track? Let me fucking tell you. Right. I'm you mostly the whack, just for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whack spending seventy two hours of like smack. It's a fucking struggle. Whack or, or, or whacking with smack. <laughs> whacking <He's> with smack. <laughs> oh my god. Smack oh, or on that track. Seriously, be our next. Oh man, dude, literally had the balls to be like, Weird Al's the worst. He fucking sucks. <laughs> god damn it. I just thought that was a general He's weird. Opinion, and then I find out no. these fuckers like it. <laughs> Everybody loves Weird Al It's a national but, treasure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like, to teach the, the children, the next generation, the Weird Al songs without teaching them the source songs that he's spoofing, then when when Job hears, like, Thriller, he'll be like, this is like the Weird Al song. <laughs> but it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's <laughs> more child abuse. But is no, it? it's not. It's but like it? <laughs> I also had a plan to raise my brother's son with a Filipino accent without teaching him Tagalog because it would be really funny. <laughs> If this little kid's like, I don't know, Uncle Joey. Everybody oh sounds a different from me. I don't know why. They keep asking me if I speak Tagalog. I tell them no. Why is that, Uncle? And I'll be like, I don't know, Joe. Everybody's weird. Don't worry about them. You do you. You do you. 
the problem this would never work for you is uh, America has already proven that TV defines accents. Yeah, and you I have know. No chance. I know. But one, okay, can, let's, one let, can dream. Let me do my whack it on track already. Yeah, please. You really should. God honestly. damn it. I mean, you know, uh, you spend so much time interrupting everybody else's whack it on track, but then when it's I time don't yours, know. I don't know. I don't know. My name's Liam. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm for once what? not the one making fun Why of do I run a podcast network? It's just to get made fun of. Oh, man. I don't even know why you it's do it. It's just for mocking. Man. Okay, so. Okay, now everyone's uh, paying you attention now, Liam. So go ahead, buddy. So the other night, Phoebe Robinson came to campus. Do you know Phoebe she Robinson? She is awesome, yeah. We just watched the the CISO. Yep. For those of you who are listening who don't know Phoebe Robinson, she's on um, the Two Dove Queens podcast. She is also that a has good show? I've never listened so, to it. It's so, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, they call it a podcast. It's just a comedy show that they record for oh, release by okay. podcast. Cool. But it's a good comedy show, and she's funny. Yeah. And then she has an actual podcast where she interviews people called So Many White Guys. And <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, and then she has been a writer on like Broad City and she's appeared on various things and mm. whatever, whatever. Uh, she's great. She was really funny. Um, but she was also like very chill. Like it, she didn't show. Sometimes you book. A she comedian. wrote a book. Did you get a book? Signed yeah. By so her? she was. We have a signed copy upstairs of uh, Don't Touch My Hair and other things. I sh- I'm tired of telling people. Yeah. Wow. I believe is the name of the, the book. Something like that. Mm. So she signed it. She was very nice. We got to meet her. We took a picture. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, it was, that was great. And uh, that's one of the things about, uh, working at Lafayette is we've been able to bring some interesting people. And mm. I say we, oftentimes I'm a small part of that. So I'm attaching myself to someone else's work, but right. when we had Camu Bell, that was pretty cool. When we had Janet Mock, that was amazing. So, um, this is just another part of that. So that's been really neat to have that. Um, mm. uh, so that was definitely on track as I, I don't actually have any, I haven't been to the movie theaters lately and I really want to change that pattern in fact i had planned to see dr strange see the arrival uh, we, we almost saw arrival on the way home but we, we thought about seeing arrival on the way home there's uh, there's a lot of things out yeah. that i want to see yeah, yeah. but i haven't been able to do it i so. love johan johansson he's one of my favorite yeah. composers and he did the soundtracks for the arrival so. that's exciting oh, i really i mean i think the thing i'm going to make the most effort to see is probably moonlight like i really want to see yeah, yeah I, that really looks really see good. I really want to see the handmaiden yeah well, the handmaiden is in philly right now it played in the lehigh valley for three days, and I couldn't go any of those three days, and now it's already gone. <laughs> mm. It was just like they were, and they were specifically like, "Here are the three days to see it." Ah, oh, fuck you! Yeah. You didn't see it. Sucks. And wow. like of those three days, two of the screenings were at four thirty. Like I worked. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! What the Jesus fuck? Jesus Christ! So maybe that's my my whack is. Well, most people on the hill don't work, so that's probably why. <sighs> Savage. It You're wasn't okay even up. There's no movie theater. You just the take hill, your hot Josh. air balloon to Philly. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Or your gold zeppelin. Did your so chauffeur get you lost on have the way a stage to the with like a bunch of white horses? <laughs> <laughs> but they're like those money horses where you like they won't stop unless you say the one word. <laughs> money horses? Is that oh a God. thing? Yeah. This weird equestrian society of which you speak, I have no bearing yeah, on. I have no like, idea what you're talking about. It's like two, three hundred years ago, they would like they would <laughs> transport money on these carriages. Do you hear yourself right now? I'm just saying. Do you hear what you're saying? Is the thing? Evo Evo like read this on some like dark website? He's like, no, this is real. No, they would go from point A to point B, and the horses were trained that as soon as they started running, they cannot stop. So nobody could like so they don't stop for like bandits or stuff like that. However, the per- the I guess conductor, whatever, whatever. Who's the guy? Who, conductor? Who's the guy on the carriageman? Whatever. What's what's, what's what is that job? <laughs> <laughs> I think driver actually is yeah, it driver? Carriage, yeah, carriage, carriage driver, whatever. The guy. I know it's not conductor, but it's like that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> with your weird gender bias story. 
Anyway, he would know the one word that would get him to stop. Oh. So, I like this concept because but the idea the, is like how many people did the horses run down because <laughs> yeah, they really. just didn't stop. But they were, like, they were banana. jewels and money and stuff. That's it. Right. Anything right. valuable. All right. I cannot All wait right. to confirm this on the internet. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back. All it's right. going to be wrong. He's just talking All about right. a Western movie that All he saw right. that is not <laughs> yeah. real. But it's something <laughs> I'm writing. You're like, no, yeah. I actually yeah, did incorporate that idea into something There was a documentary starring John Wayne about this. It's like that movie about the trade with Chris Pine and Denzel, but it's got a horse carriage in it. Unstoppable. <laughs> Unstoppable horses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to take our first break. Wait, are you done with your racket on I might as well be done. All right. <laughs> no. We've done enough other no, shit. No, you have to talk. I, I apologize for the length of this podcast. <laughs> it is already extreme. It's, it's getting, getting it's fun, getting, it's get, it's We haven't fun. talked about a single Listen, We're we going to wrap it up. Like three days. We have like seven movies to discuss. Yeah, so we we're going ra- to wrap up this section. No um, whack? Uh, no, I mean, like I said. Just me. The, the, the. Mocking me is whack. The election of Donald Trump is whack. Mikey um, Smack's opinions. Mikey Smack's opinions on anything is whack. Oh, I forced myself recently uh, on some sort of weird optimism to actually watch Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. After I just all thought the I'd warnings. Give it, it was on free on the streaming, and I thought, well, it's the extended cut. People say the extended cut is better, so I'll just watch it. Listen, I would kill Jared Leto with a fucking cell phone. It's Like bad. a blunt object. It's really bad. The cell phone's what you uh, came up with? No, that's what I mean. Evil has like, an axe in his car right now, and you thought a cell I phone? Mean t- I mean to say that this would break before it would pierce his skin, but that's how fucking hard I'd try to hit Jared hey, Leto with it. Hey, I hear you, man. We're going to take a break. How's we'll the right film? Back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I, can I actually say something about yeah, that? No, I'm, I'm actually going to make yeah, a serious, co- serious thing. I'm curious. <laughs> did you guys see? I said this. When I we did t- not see it. I saw it. No, yeah. no, no. But uh, we talked about briefly on the show. We talked about uh, Green Lantern. Yes. And I remember saying that the problem with Green Lantern isn't just that it's bad. Right. But that the ideas underneath the surface that never get realized aren't so bad. So you can watch it and go, oh, oh man, if they had good. done this different, it would have right, been right, it would have right. been okay. I would say the same thing from a distance of the prequels. That all the right. prequels are terrible, but if you just describe the plot vaguely, it's like, oh, okay, that could be kind of cool. Then it's like, no, it's it's terrible, but it could be cool. Yeah. With Suicide Squad, it wasn't the story, which is the worst part, actually, well, is the story. So bad. It's, it's the realization of the characters. If they had less characters right. and they had interesting things for them to do, those characters work, actually. Yeah. Even even uh, Leto's Joker is not that terrible. It's the worst part about the movie is that the script is awful. Right. All the dialogue is bad. The plot doesn't make any sense. No and the sense. stakes are never clear. Like, yeah. why is any of this happening? And in the end, everything is their fault. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. that happens in the movie happens mm-hmm. because, because of them. Of them. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, I, I could go on and on about it, but yeah, I don't it need to. Mess. It's yeah. bad. It looks bad. That's the other yeah. thing, too, is that like it doesn't even look good, which was like my one hope. Like At least it it'll be pretty. It looks like a rock doesn't video. It like even a more Hot Topic version of Sucker Punch, which is yeah. like hard to imagine. Yeah. 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 Oh. And it's just dark. It's Sucker just Hall. dark. <laughs> Piece of shit. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back to talk a little bit about the plethora of films. I'm sorry. <laughs> the plethora of films. I'm going to apologize at the end of every section. I'm sorry. (laughs) BRB.
Yeah. Talk about and dog. we're back. And we're back. What's up? Uh, so so we what part of our part of our thing here was um we figured since we were gonna get together as a group, um and you know, a few people weren't able to make it, but we we uh we, we still got a, together people. and we still accomplished what we had set out. But to part do. of our goal was like each person could pick a movie that they wanted us to watch or, mm-hmm. or that we hadn't it. seen in a long time. Yeah, whatever it was, yeah, that they wanted us to, to, to take some time to look at and then we could record an episode talking about it. Of course, there's only four of us as opposed to what we had planned for. So actually, we a- we were able to watch other movies as well. Yeah. So because four movies over a week. I mean, I guess for some people, four movies over a weekend is a lot. Right. Those people, <laughs> yep. Those people are weak. Those people. Fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really, but. Uh, right. So we got, you know, we got there Friday. We watched a couple movies Friday night. We Let's went for a hike us. around the falls and really planned the future of, of cinematic podcasting, I would say. You know, I think it's very telling that we are one of two podcasts in Philadelphia that handle movies. And I think that. I'm sure there's more. You think there's we're a couple more. Yeah, Is there from Philly? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really? Y'all act well, like the one what you one. really want to say is we're just the two that you bother to care about. Yeah. It's true. What's what's the the things, the one we should just movie, out movie. you on the show. Yeah, you don't movie, really listen to that one. many podcasts. This isn't I'm really in four your bands. Thing. Neither do I. No, and I, I work full time. I get that. Watching and sports. I'm married. But the I'm thing dog. is, is like, like I don't think you're alone in that. Like, there are definitely people who do podcasts who don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. But a lot of people who do podcasts also listen to podcasts all the time so i think sometimes w- if you're listening to this and you're, really you're assuming josh knows podcasts. about your podcast yeah. he probably doesn't <laughs> whereas yeah. like like but if you email me or if you text me or whatever or if you hit me up on social media or through Sunpunks, i will listen to it i will give you that no that's fair Once. but i mean i i think justin really uh, just in comparison justin's like tried to like listen to other horror podcasts i uh, think a little bit out of self torture right in that he wants to compare <laughs> what we do to their shows, yeah. you know, but also like to make relationships because if people hype you up and whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever. then you want to hype. But them you up, just don't. Cetera, cetera. I just think like as far as your uh, uh, things that you enjoy, you're not a big podcast. If we weren't doing this, it's not like it, even if you weren't in those bands, I don't think you're like, oh man, I just need more. Po- I need more podcasts. Well, I don't have us. a lot of downtime. I don't have. Sure. Like, I don't drive. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't commute far. So it's not like I have a lot of time where I can sit around and don't you commute for your bands, though? No. Oh, I thought you had to get on the train for one of your bands. All my bands practice in the same on the same block. Oh, is that right? Yeah. On the one side, it's solarized with Jeff in in the weird basement. And on the other side of that block is Steve's studio. Kensington is a hotbed for music. Yeah. But you don't do you practice in Kensington? Yeah. Both bands. Oh, where did I drop you off in South Philly? Oh, that was for Only Glory. That was That's like a uh, rental spot, right? Yeah, that's yeah. hourly. Okay, okay. So, word, you know. word, word, word. Spot's awful for the record. <laughs> anyway, as <laughs> we were saying. Oh, yeah, so, so we watched a bunch of movies. and We what, we saw, Mike saw his first waterfall. <laughs> I did. I've oh, never, yeah. I'm, that's I love nature, awesome. but I am poor and don't have a lot of time to travel. Oh, so I saw sure. my first waterfall. It was tight. Pretty good, right? It was so tight. I was overwhelmed. <laughs> I was definitely more than whelmed. What was the other movie podcast you were thinking of? I like to movie I like the movie. movie, movie. Yeah. There's definitely more than that. I think there are, but I'm blanking right now. You're like the guy who goes to the like the regional like comic book convention and thinks they're the only comic book nerd. <laughs> well, nerd, no. I know for a fact <laughs> that I'm not the only one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the only one. So right, well. when we, we, we got we get there, the place where we stayed was great. Let's just it was an Airbnb. Awesome. Giant TV. Yeah. None of the lights worked. None of the lights. <laughs> that's true. Aspects of it were not. Cooking awesome. in the dark. Cooking the in the heating, dark the weird. heating 
cut on and off all night, which I don't understand. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but the TV was nice. I'll put that much out there. Right. Yeah, it was good. Um, I was comfortable more or less. I was just too tall for the bed, but that's not their fault. I love the couch. I, I blame the bed industry. I was so comfortable on the couch that the slower movies, I had to like make sure that I would not sit a certain way because the couch would make me fall yeah. asleep. Um, That's fair. Like, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the movie watching experience a lot. And that's so, important yeah. to me. so I want to spend some more time on the specifically the four movies that we uh, that we, we picked. picked. But let's talk about the first night yeah, we watched. It's not order, but. The, Really, just talking yeah, about the yeah, four. So, so, as a prologue, the first two movies that we saw, the first movie we saw, we had intended to watch while you, because Liam had to meet us later. So the that's plan true. was to watch a movie that you know we wanted to see that um, just bef- to give you time to get there. So we, we picked Aliens because Mike had never seen it. I love sci-fi, but I just like uh, I've said a hundred thousand times in the past seventy-two hours, I don't have a lot of time to watch a ton of movies um, because I like giving my full attention to movies I want to watch, and there's not a lot of times I can give my full attention. So that's been on my list forever because I right. love Alien. I, and then I on top it. of it all, it's the extended cut with the extra 17 yeah. minutes. So, so there's a bonus for you guys, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But you've never seen that, right? I had never seen the extended cut, and I'm really glad we watched it because yeah. I didn't know how different yeah. it was. I can't no, imagine I that movie without the parts that you guys yeah. told me were taken exactly, out. Exactly, right? It pissed me off when you said they were taken out. What did yeah. you think? You'd never seen those, too, right, Eva? Uh, I've, I've just seen the regular theatrical version, right. Right, which I love, you know? I kind of maybe it's because it's something fresh in my head, in my mind. But uh, I think I like the extended better. I definitely like the yeah extended because I, I mean look yeah I mean when you're writing something or you have to be economic you know, you like like some stuff you want to put in but eh, you don't need it. So maybe there's a couple scenes there where like I guess they could have taken out, but like I enjoyed them a lot, so I wouldn't have. You know I mean, well, I'm quite sure right. that the reason that they cut it, it went from it added an extra 20 minutes. Yeah, the movie's yeah. like two hours, like 40 minutes, yeah. like so 36 minutes, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is that you know, with a shorter movie, you can show it long, you can show it more times, which means more money for yeah, its release. Exactly. So if you keep a movie to two hours at its release, you'll be able to show it like five times as opposed to three times in the day. Sure. Right, right. So yeah. I can see like from that yeah, angle where they cut yeah. it. But as far as storyline goes, those extra 17 minutes to me are clandestine. Like, they're yeah. so wonderful. I don't even want to say they're, because when I think extra, I think it's not needed. Yeah. Th- they're no. just additional. <laughs> like, I you mean, know? like, it just added more, just, you know, like. The whole Ripley having a child thing that they cut out is yeah. insane. Yeah. Because it makes the narrative so much better when you get to the Newt character yep. and all that stuff. So cutting that is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. And then, um,. Adding, you know, it's funny. The adding of the remote guns to me is so awesome. The remote guns are in the original, but we they don't only mention see them it and they much. don't show them. They show uh, when they're, they're sh- running out of bullets. When they're they running out of bullets fast. and you see the exploding aliens, those are in the original. Yeah, those are because those uh, are burned into my memory. Yes. Huh. The I'm, only part that's I'm new about, so these, about the guns is when they when, when they, they set them up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I feel as though that part is when they awesome. open up the case and you see them, you're like, oh, that was not in the original. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah, I just yeah. liked seeing it. You know? It was good. Yeah, it was good, man. Like, you know, pretty awesome. So we started with that. Then we thought, well, let's. F- I mean, that's sci-fi. It has horror elements, but it's more just sci-fi. And we're like, yeah. it's getting late. We should watch a horror movie. And so we picked a horror movie that we did not finish because nobody Wolfen. was into it. Yeah, because I don't know. I would actually sit and watch Wolfen on like an afternoon sometimes. But I feel like we were getting kind of tired at that point. Yeah. One day, a lot of driving. It is a and slow we're like, burn. Yeah, it's it's definitely a slow burn, but not necessarily. Like, it's a movie I would watch. 
but just that was not the right call for We were not night. into it. So we decided to go with something else that, that Mike also had not Mike seen. Mike had not seen that we were like. It's just fun. Let's, let's By just, the way, there was a lot of incredulous. I was about to say, about. let's just be honest. We were being very incredulous. Everything Mike <laughs> said, fine. we were like, oh, whoa. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, my, that's my role. How do you live? <laughs> my role is like the impetus for uh, great watches and incredulity <laughs> just because I haven't seen anything and the things I have seen I have intense opinions on that Liam will almost always disagree with. No, wait, you <laughs> overestimate how much we disagree. I, I, I overstate <laughs> it. Like like we said, it's Mikey hyperbole over here. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Like, that's so. true. Well, so, so we watched Big Trouble in Little China, which what, what, what I would like to know is, Mike, this is a movie that we, all three of us, really care about. You had never seen it. You're pretty skeptical about most things. What did you think? I was skeptical at first. Um, obviously, it's kitschy. It's... Yeah. It's dated uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so much. So. Super dated. And that's an era that I don't care for. So the dating feels hard. Mm. But I did enjoy it more than I expected to. Um, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Uh, no, I definitely didn't hate it. I, I mean, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't watch it again in the next couple of years. I'd probably watch it down the line and be like, oh, yeah, I kind of have a thing about that movie now. But I definitely don't. I wasn't obsessed with it. But I didn't hate it. It was it was good. I Fair grew enough. up with that movie. It was That's a fine experience. That's thing. I don't have the nostalgia you guys have for it. No. Yeah. Um, or I anything, John Carpenter. Do you, do you think it's the nostalgia? I wonder that with that movie. It's a movie that if you, if I were to tell you the plot of that movie, yeah. you'd be like, so wait a minute. Chinese <laughs> if you were games. to show if you were to show it to someone to a group of people who don't have friends like you guys who aren't involved with this type of stuff, yeah. who haven't actually heard of it, and who were just watching it fresh, not knowing who any of these people are, who, how it was made, all that kind of stuff. Mm. They would literally just be, what is this weird racist movie you're showing me? <laughs> yeah. Like, 100%. Do you know that Liam's worn the, the Jack Burton tank top to, like, three This Is Hardcore? Yeah, I, I've seen it. It's is so it, great. I, I wore it's the greatest one, thing. I wore it one time. Think about like that movie nine is, times. I recognize all the imagery from that movie because yeah. I've seen all of the kind of dorks like you guys, like, <laughs> like jocking it forever. Look, look at Mike <laughs> trying to be so superior over here. Have you heard you dorks. Unlike me, I'm the coolest <laughs> cool guy who ever cooled. Have you ever heard the story about my pork chop express t-shirt? No. Oh when I learned Jesus. how to play craps in Atlantic City with Mike Jones and Shaheem, right? I was rolling dice. I love craps. And uh, this dude at the table kept on yelling, come on, pork chop. <laughs> and I said, hey, man. You don't know me like that. Ooh. <laughs> I want that to be your nickname, though. <laughs> pork chop. I will call you pork chop all the time. <laughs> hey, man, I'm Filipino. It's all good. Man, more pork this week. <laughs> so yeah, so big trouble in little China. I you it was know, good. It I've was watched fun. it. I've yeah. watched it a million times. Yeah, and it know. never gets old to me. I can't get objective about it. it mm, the only yeah. thing that does it will rub me the wrong way continually is. It is a little insensitive of a movie. <laughs> a little, yeah. It's a little. <laughs> a it's a little, little bit. bit. Mike Pence is a little insensitive well, towards yeah, the game. No, I think so. I think okay. we can. I think it gets so. overstated how much it is. It's, I think it's a caricature that, and that's yeah. it, that's a yeah, little fucked fine. up. Well, for me, but, it's definitely a telling of the weird mysticism that went along with Asian people from white folks during the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. True, it's true, when true. like that was when like Shaw Brothers movies like suddenly became a thing. And like sure. masterpiece or kung fu theater every Sunday and like stuff like this. It was just like, yo, white people think that we're so fucking weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like they can't help but be like, ah, oh, the mystic arts of Asia. The like that I mean, the yeah, to be fair, they're not thinking about you. No, yeah. I know. But I no, mean, you know, I'm when they're thinking of the, the Philippines, they're thinking of like, they're like floral ah. prints and cocktails. And they're, no, no, they're, they're <laughs> thinking of coconut bras. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I get no, no. It, you know? it, when the mystical stuff, that's all China. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is fine. Although it's, this is like watching it now, 
being a little more knowledgeable like there's a few things in the movie that i'm like that's not Chinese. Like a, yep. especially yeah. like a bunch of the like uh martial arts in the movie and the weapons oh, they use, you're like so good. that's not Chinese, that's not Chinese, that's <laughs> not even close to Chinese. There's a couple of things of armor I'm like, that looks like Thai actually. Like what <laughs> yeah. the fuck it's is like, going what on the right hell now? Happened in the eighties. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, and and the people they cast to play the quote unquote Asians, like uh, there's a lot of different races mixed in there yeah. that are some are American, some are and it's just like a weird like let's be, oh, let's, let's be let's be clear though. We can say that, but we also watched Venturian Candidate this weekend. We oh yeah, did. and that we watched Venturian Candidate me. this weekend. Yeah, listen, that was my. We're choice. gonna we get will, to it. We will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Friday night, the, but you know, the, it's, it was a fun retro, nothing too whatever. Yeah, yeah, nothing too heavy, and it was just a good time to chill and just yeah, hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed both other. movies for the record. Cool. Yeah, that's a good time. Which is hard for you guys to accept that I enjoyed something. I accept it. He likes it. We accept it. Mikey, he was, likes oh, okay. it. I knew you were going to get to it, but I was hoping you wouldn't get to it now. Oh, uh, okay. Or at all. <laughs> so on Saturday, after we literally conquered Bush Kilfall, I mean, so we, you know, we pretty much just destroyed Bush We woke up Bush we Kilfall. ate. For, for a, a group of people who have as many pounds between them as we do, <laughs> yeah. I thought we did great hiking the Yellow I agree. Trail. I there, agree. there were a few elements on Bush Falls where I thought this was not designed for all of us to stand on. <laughs> yeah, there were a few platforms where if just one cool. quarter inch nail would give. <laughs> we were all standing on the first all platform. All of a sudden, I'm just paced at the bottom of a gorge. <laughs> when we were all standing on the first platform where it was really beautiful and that, like, Probably like a hundred and fifty pound lady like walked on. I was like, "That's it. She's gonna be the yeah, one." Yeah, I was like, "What are you like, doing? <laughs> you are the straw that breaks the camel's back. Do you have a death wish?" Like, oh man, that was so <laughs> funny. It was like that scene in, in uh, True Lies where the bridge is blown up and a truck is just trying to tilt over, and the guys start laughing because like, "Haha, it's not going to tilt." And then like a stork lands, and then the whole truck just falls on. <laughs> she is that stork. <laughs> she was the stork. <laughs> she was that stork in yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was bummed I wasn't wearing yoga pants in Bushkill. Me too. Side note, I keep acid refluxing bacon into my mouth. <laughs> and that is the gift we give you. We, uh, by the way, I've eat. eaten so much candy since we've been sitting here on this <laughs> podcast. I am like, my leg is shaking. <laughs> I'm just like Mike is not ingesting diabetic. <laughs> so we got back to the house. And, then and we, we, we started off our day with a movie chosen by Evo. The Wild Bunch. The Wild Bunch. After grilling, too. So what is what is your connection to The Wild Bunch? Uh, it's just I uh, I think I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Ben Tomahawk. Um, I just feel like I haven't seen enough westerns. Right. I think I can count on both hands how many I've seen. Right. And I I wouldn't even need both hands really. Yeah. yeah. So nah. Yeah. I, I, well, it's it all those extra fingers you got in each hand. You can count. Yeah, really I, have, I have forty three fingers. <laughs> no. Um, no. But I no. I just don't feel like I've seen enough of them. You right. know. So I've I've just been on a weird kick of uh, I want to see more of the older war war films and uh, I like war films a lot and uh westerns and so i just kind of threw like 10 movies at liam i'm like get these <laughs> wild bunch is good though did, what did you think uh so i had never seen it i'd never seen it either I didn't, wait so anyone seen it before? nobody has no. seen it before. Oh, okay no. yeah. i'd seen about maybe 20 minutes of it as the person who chose so, no. it how did it stand up what did you feel about it um i wanted to love it Okay, because it's, it's it's always like whenever I, I see it mentioned, it's mentioned as one of those like it does get extreme. I was reading reviews; it gets a huge amount of hype. Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's always like well, regarded Peck and as Paw like gets a huge amount of hype. Huh? That's why Peck and Paw. Yeah, exactly. So and um, it's always like it's, it's badass, whatever. Okay, you know, and I mean, yeah, I guess there's an element of that, and I did I did like it. I did, you know, right. and I'm glad I saw it, and yeah, I might even watch it again one day. Yeah. Um, it was a little long for my taste. It was also. a little long, yeah, because well, I you know what, lengthwise it wasn't, but it was just. It felt long at parts, you know. It felt Be- 
it felt a lot of like there, it felt like there was a lot of inconsequential doc, er, exactly. dialogue. Exactly, the stuff that it. like oh, you didn't need this. But yeah. every okay. scene that felt too long felt gruelingly too long. Yeah, and it I wasn't would agree to that. like yeah. long for a reason. It was like. Why is it so long? Watching? Yeah. yeah just, Why is it still going? Yeah. It just felt like like there's uh, there's a few. Which scenes. is a bummer you, because the narrative was fun and I wanted to keep getting. Yeah, good. yeah. I like the mean, story, and I don't mean that I didn't want it to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I just mean that it's if the difference between like focused. pacing and right, right. being focused and being like indulging in right, right. dialogue that doesn't mean. Anything. Um, I think what stood out, and I think the parts that really are not going to age. I mean, I think they're just going to be good even twenty, thirty years from now. Um, are the set pieces like the beginning is just a huge shootout? Yeah. The ending, huge shootout. The whole tra- train scene, you know, mm-hmm. the horses and all that. Oh, Those were really good, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah. of like a beginning, middle, end, you know. But like there were parts where it kind of lagged. So I had an issue with, I don't want to say like pacing issue, but I did have an issue with sometimes where I'm like, okay, okay, okay. oh now something's happening, you know. And it just felt like. Um, I will say my favorite part of the movie was Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like so him good. so much. I love Ernest Borgnine. And yeah, uh, I mean, like, I'm not used know, to seeing him as kind of like a as shitty that dude. dude. Yeah. He was a likable shitty dude. But you he know? was still a shitty dude. Yeah. In the movie. I wouldn't even call him an anti hero because it wasn't that. No. He was just, he was kind of, he was, he was, he was a scumbag. You know? Yeah. But I liked him, you know? Yeah, no. And I just like him so much. You know? He's I just, there is no, like, who was the modern Ernest Borgnine? Wilford Brimley. No, but just like who's like, <laughs> like I can't believe you just referred to Wilford Brimley as the so modern funny. anything. Well, I was thinking like who else is like John Goodman, John Carpenter movie that I was in a western. John Goodman, John Goodman's kind of bored, ninety. Yeah. But Goodman. I think Ernest Borgnine always always had that. Um, every every movie he kind of has that, and I mean this in an innocent way, like the jolly old man in the neighborhood who would give you candy. Like I mean, you know what I'm saying like the one who I mean he always had that. Like there's something you could trust about him. You know what I mean? Right. Um, even when he's not playing like a good guy, you know. So uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a modern equivalent, but, uh, but over, overall, I mean, I, I, I did like Wild Bunch. You know, I just, mm-hmm. uh, I just found some issues with like, you know, it was a little slow. But it's a different time, and just one of those movies that, you know, I, I mean, I should have seen it when it came well, yeah. out, but I well, wasn't we around. Were also saying <laughs> that at the time that that movie came out, that type of hyper violence wasn't really yeah, it was so like that so. was like jarring for people. Yeah, like you know? that was a. And thing. He was like very controversial because yeah. of that. You know, he's also had a hard, tough relationship with like the studios and stuff, and yeah, you know, he was a, he was an alcoholic, I think. You know, mm. so he was like a strong personality. You know, so that goes hand in hand, I guess. But um, that movie was raw. Yeah, it was. Like the parts that were raw about it were, like, even like in the context we live in today, where hyperviolence is normalized and sexuality is normalized, like it felt like it could put you in that era in mm-hmm. how yeah. grossly it was portrayed and like these like you know naked whores bathing in wine and yeah. then dudes just shooting that were actual prostitutes. So say it's IMDb. Like, yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, it, it just felt really and compared to movies, uh, you know, we saw some other violence in the weekend. You know, obviously, there's mm. tons of violence in Alien. But it's just there was an element to it that felt so gross to it, and that's what I, I mean. I read a little bit about that too, and I, I definitely agree that that's like, man, that is it is jarring still. Like, right, right. Yeah. What did you think, Liam? Did you enjoy it? I was bummed out that I didn't enjoy it more. Okay, yeah. just because, like we had sort just of just because said. of how iconic it is. Peck and Paw, yeah, it's such yeah, an yeah. And I've film. seen a few other, not enough, but a few other Peck and Paw films that I really liked. Mm. Um. So I was a little bummed that I didn't like it more, and I, and I think it is a movie that really hangs on three big set pieces, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it it, it kind of sucks. Like, I think there are folks who really enjoy not liking something that everyone likes. Right. That's not my vibe, mostly no. because, like, 
I don't want to have that argument with someone. I don't want someone <laughs> to listen to this and be like, you, you are the out of your mind. What the fuck? <laughs> I think because I'm usually the person doing that, so that's why I don't want to be that person. <laughs> yep. But the reality is, shut the fuck up, Mike. No one cares what you think. <laughs> um, no, but I, I here's the thing. I think it's it's more I feel that way, though, because the parts I liked, I really did like, and I, and yeah. I like, you know, a Western that doesn't have an obvious good guy, that, like, the characters are sort of in a morally gray space where you're kind of pulling for them, but you, they're not good, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I appreciate all that, but I really do think, like, there's a big chunk in the middle. You're just like, even, And on. it's not even like there's no plot happening. It's just not interesting. It just it didn't, just didn't feel engaged. like the plot was moving forward. To the me. way that yeah. it was being driven wasn't necessarily effective. But I agree, though, that the parts that worked worked so, so good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, the, those three the set morality. pieces were amazing, and even not even for me for that because like I've mentioned before, I'm not obsessed with action the way some people are, mm. and the things about that movie that were great to me were all like the morality stuff. Like when sure. he has sex yeah. with the underage girl and then sees the the baby, and then all, is all of a sudden you know what we need to fix. Like we need to. Yeah. We're about to have this final like sure, question yeah. of our morality. Yeah. Like this is what sets the impetus to it was like really powerful the morality stuff there and that's what works in the movie for me and I was or when bummed. they go back and they're like we're here for Angel yeah, like, yeah. like that stuff's so, so cool yeah. and so wow. sick but then the problem is that to get to those points you have to sit through parts that have almost no morality brought into them and are straight plot and when you're driving straight plot you have to do it like really well and I don't know how well it was done yeah. I also feel like you know I mean, we have no perspective of seeing that movie when it came out. You yeah, know? right. So we're used to seeing like so many violent movies, yeah. movies that make that movie look tame, like very tame. Yeah, and I think like if we were if that all that if if that t- level of violence and you know carnage whatever was not as commonplace, the high we would experience from it would last longer. Yeah. So it would take right. us into That's the it. next high, you know, right, where right, now it's right. like, oh, my God. And we're back down, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we just we just just ha- we're just desensitized in a way, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's an element of that going on when you that's, watch it. Yeah, that's very you know? Yeah, um, you know, I recently saw um, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. And that's also always one of those like lists, like one of the greatest Westerns ever. And that's a very slow burn. It's three hours. But I actually think I might have as a whole enjoyed that more. Right. Um, I 100 percent enjoy it more. That's like yeah. one of my favorite yeah. of that era of western. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, and everything's just slow, like very slow. There's no, yeah, you know, it just. Um, but like, I, I, but like I, again, like I feel like I sound like I don't like Wild Bunch, or I'm trying to convince myself that like you it. liked it more. Than I you did, did like it though. I did. I mean, I liked it like like probably a lot more than I didn't like it. It's just, <laughs> it's just I did. There were there were parts where I just kind of felt. Um, Okay, I'm ready for the next thing, yeah. you know, and yeah. I and I, I I wish I didn't feel that, but, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't. Right. You know, so. Fair enough. Got to be true to yourself, buddy. Yep. All right, then the next movie we watched was Liam's Choice. Oh, yes. Nice. Which was? The Blue Underground release of Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom. So, I feel like at that part I should play something from Venom, but I probably won't. Yeah. Wow. No. That movie was so weird. <laughs> so um, this is a film, like I said, it just was recently released by Blue Underground. And a lot of people <coughs> who I'm friends with on Twitter just like were posting about it. So I got a copy for review. And I was like, let's watch that. Funny enough, we ended up, I, I wasn't sure if there would be a Blu-ray player at the place. So we actually watched the uh, uh, streaming copy of it. Yeah. And I don't know if the quality... W- I thought about that midway through. I'm like, I wonder if the Blu-ray actually looks better than this. Because I don't know if that was the Blu-ray or not. 
But uh, but regardless, um, for those of you who don't know, Venom is a uh, I don't know if I would call it a horror film. It's like a thriller. Yeah, well, thrillers. It's like a thriller, and uh, it, it 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 combines a lot of weird elements because it is a kidnapping film, in which the kidnappers, besides the fact that they hate each other because they're they kind of suspect. I don't know if they ever confirmed that they're sleeping with the same woman, but mm-hmm. there's a, there's a there's, there's a level of distrust. Right yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little more uh, Suzanne Suzanne George, then. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Suzanne George, who you may know from a variety of films. A variety of films, like the house where evil dwells. Yeah, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, a bunch of stuff. Anyway, bunch of stuff. Uh, she basically, um, she and Oliver Reed work for an American family who lives in England. And they have planned to kidnap this child. And the same day that they're going to kidnap the child with the help of her other boyfriend, Klaus Kinski. Klaus. Uh, uh, the she kid. Has great taste in men, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strong uh, characters. Uh, that same day, the child is given a snake by mistake, which is not the chilled out, chill ass, chill snake that he's the supposed to have. The garden snake he's supposed to get. It's a black instead. mamba. Which is called the black mamba not because of the color of its scales, but because of the color of its mouth. Yeah. Would they even come in the same container? I feel like <laughs> if you're working no. at a pet store, well, there'd be you, at least a sticker. No, you guys <laughs> always get mad at me when I question things like that. So no, I no, was no, no, no. To not do it. I'm going <laughs> to clarify what what it was. It's because the wife was in charge at the shop, mm-hmm. right. and the snake he was supposed to get was black. So mm. she put the black snake to the lab because she assumed that was the black mamba. She's not. Ah. Why did she have any control over this? Why was nothing marked? No fucking idea. I don't know. British people <laughs> suck. Oh, the point is is that he gets, wow. this, he gets this poisonous snake. It would be a disaster in and of itself, but right. also that's when they're going to kidnap him. And Also, I, he's extremely asthmatic. And yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My favorite element is the way that we find out that this snake... Let me just do this. There's going to be a teeny bit of spoilers. I'm not going to spoil the whole movie for you. But the first attack from the crazy evil snake... It's not evil, but the crazy dangerous snake is the snake attacks Suzanne George. And then Oliver Reed, but even more so Klaus Kinski, begin to mansplain away (laughs) her dying. (laughs) She's dying because it's a black mama. Now, they don't know it's a black mama. They just know... Oh, this is bad that she got bit by the snake. But they're like, it can't be that bad, right? The old what, guy does it too. What kid would have a deadly snake? It <laughs> can't be a deadly snake. And they just keep trying to be like, oh, chill out, calm yeah, down. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be fine. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're fine. And you know, like, it's uh, like she's like slowly bah, turning gray. They ah! literally don't consider the fact that this might be a problem until <laughs> she is dead. Yeah, she's literally dead, and then they're like, oh. <laughs> Maybe the snake thing is like they're, something we should be concerned about. They also about. don't really mourn her at all, despite both <laughs> fucking her. They're like, ah, she's dead. That's a bummer. Like, there's no like real like. My favorite. No, 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 no. I would disagree. Oliver Reed does. He picks uh, her up. Okay. He like kind of is upset. Klaus Kinski is incapable of showing human emotions. So, yeah, so he just don't acts the most Klaus Kinski way, <laughs> which is to continue on with the heist. Policeman, do you hear me? <laughs> well, the, ho- the whole movie. We has have the boy. Here's the Dude. thing. The whole movie has this thing where nobody's reactions fit what's going on whatsoever. Oh, th- I yeah. don't agree. I actually really? think the cop works perfectly. No. I love the, the police just officer Klaus in the Kinski film. and Oliver Reed are so weird in it. Well, like. Maybe their reactions are appropriate, but it's so fucking weird Even that you're the, like, the well, whatever. The old guy, the granddad, weird reactions to everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, the, totally the, weird, the, dude. the granddad, I think, it just doesn't make sense. The yeah. whole fucking movie. Even before you that. just not be in it. He's fine. just like, when he goes and like, he gets, I mean, first of all, 
he has a, a grandson who is like deadly asthmatic, and he's like, "I'm just going to send you in a cab on your way to get your snake." And, you know, the maid doesn't like it, but you know, fuck that maid. I don't care about her. <laughs> and like, why is he doing this? What's going on? Yeah. Um. But uh, for me, okay, Klaus Kinski works because his character is he's crazy. Like he, that's who he is. Yeah. I mean, we eventually find out he's basically a terrorist. So like. This no. doesn't seem like that that weird. Oliver Reed doesn't work for me. Not I don't actually think his character's reactions to things don't make sense. He's an asshole. I just don't like Oliver Reed in this role. Like I like yeah. him. He's not bad in the role, but, but I want to see Oliver, Oliver Reed. Reed we want. I, I want him to be dignified. Yeah, and I want him to be proper and British. And the whole movie, he's just like, <laughs> like he's just sad. Dude, the funny thing he's about annoyed the movie. at Klaus Kinski the whole movie. <laughs> he keeps saying that they should kill the fucking kid. If you kidnap a child, you, don't you have to kill protect him. Yeah. the child to get your money or whatever the uh. fuck. Dude, the funniest thing though is when the cops are like, "Oh, there's a dead person in the house. Get the tarp." And then they just hang the oh tarp God. up it, to block off the street. It's like, do not pay attention to what's going on behind the tarp. The most, the most strategic thing they do is hang a tarp so outsiders can't see what's happening. So oh. funny. They, and they put and they put snipers, but that's it. It's like that's like it, tarp. I'm though? so used to the the American SWAT. I mean, it's an older movie. It's like '82, mm-hmm. but still, the American SWAT response is so. And they're like, "All right, guys, start hanging the start hanging the tarp." <laughs> also, they don't find out that there is a back entrance to the house until they somehow get like plans from the house from like the yeah. 1800s that like yeah. look really old, and they're like, "Oh, we have the plans for the house. There must be a back entrance on these two houses." And I'm like, dog, like you couldn't ask like a neighbor if there was like a. Yeah. Oh, do they have a back door back there? It, like, was, it was no, but it was covered over. They so wouldn't know. No, this well, this co- critique like is wrong. Everything you just said is incorrect. It's a British thing. The house is old. <laughs> they don't know. They think it's just a wall. And then he figures it out because there's the stable used to be there. Yeah. Oh, and that's the so. service entrance but to the stable. The door thing was still there. It was yeah. They, he was like, maybe there's a door. They didn't know. They went and they were like. You know, maybe the entrance is still here, and they pulled off the wall, and they're like, "Oh, it is still here." Wild. Shall I don't we... think that's weird at all. That's like just an average British. Hey, these houses have been here for eight hundred years. Yeah. There's shit that people don't so, know about. The so, houses. what did you think? Ultimately, what is your takeaway? Oh, I fucking movie? loved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I like I said, uh, mild criticisms are that you know I went into this stoked on all. I really thought. Oliver, between Oliver Reed and Klaus Kinski, we're going to get some real scene chewing, mm-hmm. just like yeah. freaking out. Yeah, I want a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kinski was still pretty good. He's still, mm-hmm. you know, especially the the Oliver ton. Reed was weirdly sweaty through the whole movie. Yeah, but was. Oliver but Reed mustache did so not get I don't, I don't like anxious Oliver Reed. I much prefer the debonair like, Oliver Reed. Yeah, not even just debonair, but like haughty. Like, I'm more important than all of this. And in this <laughs> movie, he was a little bit like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm so bummed. A little out. second he banana. He likes top of the hill Oliver Reed, and we got bottom of the hill Oliver Reed. <laughs> that was good, but, man. But I still, I still liked it overall. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was kitschy. It was. Uh, yeah. I like. I like those weird British white people things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> like I said, there was weird choices in the film, but I didn't expect it to be like. You know, high high in intellectual cinema. Yeah, it was no. like it was I like opening the wine or the the liquor cabinet and the snakes in there. Like, oh my God. like using like an actual black mamba was kind of fucked up. Like, yeah. Yeah. there there are definitely parts where they just show you the black mamba and like. Dude, the part where Klaus Kinski dies, he's just waving this fake fucking snake in the air. <laughs> Unbelievable! It's I guess so we just great. spoiled the movie, but that's fine. Oh, 
Oh. It's old. It's fine. All right, you're supposed to assume everybody dies in a movie. Yeah, like that's that. fair. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> even the shots, there's a lot of shots of the snake in the vent. Yeah. And yeah. the snake like reels up. And the thing about it is the snake by itself would never do that. What that is is they have a camera in that fucking tube with an actual black mamba, and the black mamba's like about to attack the camera. And every time I saw that part, I'm like, yo, if I was a cameraman, even with glass there, I'd be like, yeah, yo, so are you sure this is fucking okay? Are you sure this is chill? Right. It was yeah. a wild, like, yeah, that whole thing was kind of wild. That's kind of cool. Like, I was into that. So that, that they used a couple of those those shots over and over again. That was just oh my like. God. Yeah, Man. just reverse the film. Yeah, it's just like, what are you I'm doing? Okay with it. I'm yeah, okay. You're okay I with mean, that? Yeah, it's one of those things I know that I know what they're doing. I don't care. <laughs> they probably <laughs> bother me. Listen, they probably because had it is one, what it is. They probably had one day to get all the Black Mamba shots. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. less than four hours. So and I thought the snake cam kind of worked. Like when it's like the it wasn't snake terrible, eye no, view. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. And had that weird, almost like fogginess to when it's like once. Because they explained that the snake can jump 10 to 15 feet, which I didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the first time she gets attacked by the snake, I'm like, yo, that snake is intense. Yeah, like, why is it jumping like, across the room? I was like, man, they're really stretching the cave. And then the lady's like, yeah, they jump about 10, 15 feet. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that well. expert was awesome, by the way. Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. her. I liked her. <laughs> and so then Oliver Reed is like, uh, do you want a drink? Can I get you a whiskey? And she's like, I would like a whiskey. <laughs> and it's like very like, Dude. what a weird interaction is happening inside this like terrorist-controlled like house. No, but I love so that, though. Weird. That was, that, no, to it was me, tight. that was so good because Oliver Reed's character was so shitty at this whole thing. <laughs> the fact that he's like, maybe she really does like me. <laughs> and I'm like, for me. bro, Dude. she. the only thing she's eyeing sexually is, grandpa. is no I, I was like oh, her and grandpa actually were feeling a thing yeah, that's were. true but I was like she's eyeing your shotgun like she just wants you to put that gun down because remember <laughs> as soon as he saw the snake she didn't go oh my god is the snake there she ran for that shotgun she's like yeah. oh. <laughs> she was awesome yeah Great. I was into it you know overall um, I like that that was fun you know for, for what type of movie it is I mean you know, I don't know what else to like, I expect feel, I don't feel as though we have to make those like concessions though if you like I feel just, like we do no I just thought it was a fun movie it's like dude it's just a good movie yeah no, I thought it was fun um, I would say good I say yeah it's a fun I will vibe. say <laughs> that I mean I've never planned a kidnapping and nor do I <laughs> plan on it <laughs> but, but i'll say for the record for the record but um i feel like their their whole plot to take this kid and hold him for ransom whatever so i weird. felt there was a lot of places in that plan where that could have gone wrong and kind of did yeah that i don't know that would have been planned like uh, all i'm saying is the two dudes sitting here from northeast philadelphia could plan a much better <laughs> kidnapping that's, than true. that's true <laughs> um, i don't i don't think the plan i mean your dad is black mama kidnapping to be fair to be fair, I think that the plan wasn't that bad. I mean, first of all, it can't be that good because we need them not to know what to do when there's a snake in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're already in trouble. And, the, the, you know, the fact that the shooting the cop really puts them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really well, what that, that gave, like, the narrative a thrust. Like, oh, shit, now we're in it. We're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, and it kind of throws everybody off their game, you know. Um, but I think once the cops like arrived, which is, I guess like a third of the way through the movie, yeah, half the movie takes place in the house, half the movie takes place outside the house with the cops trying to figure out what's going on. Sure, sure, sure. When they're outside in. the house, um, I felt no sense of danger. Like when we're just with the cops, I mean, even though they had some level, you know, sense of urgency, whatever. Um, so the Mamba ended up becoming like almost like fractional, fractionalized, like the actual threat. You know what I mean? Mm. So it didn't affect everybody. Like the yeah. cops really had no. I mean, yeah. Once the doctor was introduced, they kind of okay. There's a snake. Okay, let's just deal with this. But there was no sense of danger. Um, 
mm-hmm. or raising stakes for the cops really that i felt that know? goes back right. to yeah like the thing we're talking right. about with like it, the reactions like you say the cop works i don't think the cop does work oh, he works so well one he's of, so but good one of his colleagues has just gotten shot that's why he's such a hard ass but no he's not that much of a hard ass he, he is that's his whole character he's, he's such a hard ass he's chill the whole time <laughs> no, he's british the whole time mike, mike i do like that this is about your prejudice against british people that's all this is about he literally is just super chill. He's like, put up the top. And like, <laughs> I do like that he decided, like, I'm going to go in. Yeah, like, that's the thing. That like is that. the first moment where I get this, like, yeah. real, like, I want, I want, like, gritty cop from him. And I know that you don't there's, get that. There's no such thing. We're in England. <laughs> How are there no gritty cops in England? Yeah, they're, they're called Bobbies. First of all, he is gritty. He's Scottish. That's all you need to know. He has a Scottish oh, accent. Yeah, Scottish. That's the first sign. You're telling me there's as soon no as he, British. As soon as he talks, you're like, oh, is he Scottish? Oh, he's a motherfucker then. Yeah. But he right. doesn't act like a motherfucker. I he does. Everyone's afraid of him. Oh, they have no one is so afraid many, of him. Every time he's around, the cops are like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. Huh? Yeah, he's a real mother. <laughs> and even Oliver Reed's character is like, the first time Oliver Reed's character is actually afraid is when he sees the cop and he's yeah, like, he's, that, like he's a known force. killer. He's a yeah. fucking killer. Nah, Look, nah. you you just want some overacting <laughs> fucking. Uh, I don't. I just that guy. You're like, so good. you're like, if it's not Al Pacino, oh I don't God. give a shit. <laughs> you don't understand how the film worked. Is what it boils down to. <laughs> I actually really i I'm yeah. making fun. I'm making fun, but I really do think the cop worked because that's what I. Yeah, I, I completely. I just got I a different he, experience from it. I think I, he fit with what that was going on there, which yeah. is like that. That's not a scenario. They don't handle things the way that we handle things. Right. So that you're like, making broad generalizations about like the British police force. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I don't think they hold up that well. Your why? Why not? We're talking about 1982. Everything is politicized in 1982 in England. And we're talking about Margaret Thatcher. We're talking about a seriously like yeah. So they very calmly. We're also came talking in about no, a movie no, where a black mamba is ruining a kidnapping heist. I mean, that's also true. You guys need to fucking chill. It was interesting. I'm going. Yo, I'm going into this as the Verrukers. He's going into it as the Buzzcocks. That's wait. The let's clarify something here. Let's go back to the whole thing where. The, the joke the whole time has been that I'm the elitist one. And w- me, me, me and Josh are over here like, hey, a good movie's a good movie. And Mike's like, I don't think you could call it good, actually. I don't I think mean, you could. it's fun for what it is. It's like, it's, it's enjoyable. That's it's not, enjoyable. Oh it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable plebeian fair. But it's not I true art. It. It's not true art. It doesn't reach the levels of high cinema that I enjoy. It's a movie, not a film. (laughs) I'm a Sean William Scott fan. You don't have to talk to me about elitism. Also, I love your kind of weird caricature. Hey Evo, what were were you gonna say? Oh no, um, but I was watching it, and like it was a fun movie. Like it's like a kind of a popcorn movie, I guess. You know? Yeah. Um, How's that not as elitist as saying I wouldn't call it? Because Evo's not an asshole. <laughs> How is that? Thank calling you, it a popcorn you, movie. How is that not as condescending? What were you saying, Evo? <laughs> no, it's just a movie. Popcorn like- movies. That just, see, okay, this is the thing that people need to know about my Sorry, relationship Evo. with Evo. <laughs> Me and Evo have demarcations for movies, right? One of them is if it's got an emotional core and it, it'll leave you feeling good, it's called an Evo movie. But it's also bittersweet. If I said it's this, also bittersweet. I would be called elitist. <laughs> it's an Evo movie. It's like, oh, that's an Evo movie. Well, you guys started Hunt for the Wilder it. people. Evo movie. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Uh, what Ghost other? World. Um, Ghost World. Evo movie. True. Yeah. So, and then other movies, me and Evo called popcorn mo- eaters. Yeah, they're just fun movies that you're gonna enjoy. If I said this, Liam would be calling me an elitist. <laughs> I didn't. I, I'm not even trying to make the elitist thing. I didn't even you, make. I didn't even. You're make the up one over here being the hill. They're Liam on the hill. Labels. I didn't make up a label for a movie. That's I'm looking not for the DVD of One Tree Hill on this wall. <laughs> 
Evo, 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 Evo. Can you make your point, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before no, but, these assholes God, the whole No, but as I was watching it, I was starting to think, like, what other hostage movies do I enjoy? Sure, and then I'm lyrics. like, well, is this more of a hostage movie or a siege film? Because I know they're, I mean, they can kind of be bedfellows, you know? Right. Sure, sure, But sure. Um, I was trying to decide what was this more? Was this more of a siege sure. film? Because they're under siege by the police now. And, and the snake. snake. So they're kind of, you know, coming to get it from both ends, you know? Or is this more of a hostage film? There's no right answer. It's just something that I just. I, I was just hostage movie. I was just chewing on it more, like, you know. Because like the I, people are actually kept hostage by the snake too. So yeah. maybe I was going to say I was thinking of it. it. I was thinking of it as an animals attack movie. Oh, mm. okay. All right. I mean, I think the animals attack is actually the 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 idea behind the film, and then they're like, all right, how do we make this thing where there's a small? I mean, the snake is scary, right? Yes, but to actually have humans, you know what I mean? Like if it was just a snake. They'd call an you just be like, oh, God, there's a snake, and you run yeah. away, and then we're good. But, like, <laughs> they needed a scenario where they couldn't get away from the snake. Yeah. But I think the snake is more – it's not like, how do we make this hostage situation more scary? Well, out of snake. I think the snake was actually the idea, and, and doing they, it during this hostage situation really allows for that. Yeah. But I think, like – I mean, I certainly felt like the budget, other than hiring Oliver Reed and Klaus Kinski, the rest <laughs> of the budget all went towards the snake stuff. And yeah. the tarp. That was a big tarp. Yeah, that's true. For the record, so I, I thought it was a cool movie. I thought it was a fun watch. I enjoyed it more than I... Again, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And I think you're characterizing how I feel about it based on your opinion of me. Your bias no, of Mike. No, it's fine. It is, there's it. a mic it's bias whatever. there. He definitely has a mic <laughs> no, bias. No, whatever, yeah. My man owns music and lyrics on DVD, but he has a mic bias. Uh, <laughs> I don't... I don't. Let's be clear. I don't reject my wife's DVDs. If she wants Whoa, to have that, that's fine. That. Good husband. And that's love. I love Good her, husband. yeah. She puts up with all my horror movies. I can put up with music and lyrics. <laughs> all right. I'm so saying, why do you think I have so many seasons of <laughs> Gilmore Girls, an actual piece of shit show? I'm going to fucking hit you. I'm gonna I, that's why I brought it I'm up. Gonna fucking you call me an elitist, but I'm sitting here defending Gilmore Girls because it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's easy as an elitist to defend Gilmore Girls. We're digressing. Since All right, it's literally on. white the next supremacy. Movie we saw large. was The Manchurian Candidate, which the original. was Mike's choice. The original. Choice. Mike's the choice. Original. So why did you choose this movie? Because he's man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the hill movie. <laughs> <laughs> God, so good, so 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 good. That you could actually make that argument if you were like, I never saw it, but I knew Frank Sinatra was in it. So, <laughs> old blue. So wait, so with so old are you saying eyes. that's my argument? No, no but oh, you okay. could. It's it's seriously not a Man of the People movie that was. I, I know, that was so why fun. did you pick it? It's good I though. picked it. Listen, I I grew up watching. I hate even saying like older movies or classics stuff yeah. like that, but I grew up watching AMC. And I had seen it when I was very young, way too young to understand it. Did it make sense when you saw it the first time? Um, uh, probably at the time it made a little bit of sense, like what right, was going probably on. Probably a big plot. But I was watching it like yeah. again. We're we're like I'm in single digit ages, like late single digits, probably or maybe like mm-hmm. eleven or twelve or something. And I'm watching it, and at that point I knew that I was enjoying it because I had already I'd enjoyed movies like that, you know, as as close to that as possible since that kind of stands alone as like a thing. But right. um. And I remember enjoying it, and then I love things that are political, um, mm-hmm. even though that movie strives to be as kind of almost apolitical in, in its streamlined po- in its yeah. politics. Yeah, and um, love Frank Sinatra, yeah. uh, and also yeah. I mean, I had read a lot about it uh, being like, I like movies that are tense and almost uncomfortable sometimes and stuff like that. And that was like one of the first movies of that. I mean, one of the only movies of that era that was so specifically like, kind of 
alienatingly tense and like alienatingly like uneasy and stuff like that and no one gets out you know without going through like some sort of emotional trauma that's life-changing stuff like that so i i wanted those elements i thought we should watch something like that um what do you think uh so seeing I, it now with your adult eyes with my adult what eyes i think uh i adore it i do i really do um there are definitely glaring issues with it uh from our perspective and also some stuff back then where i you know would have looked at it and been like oh that, i don't know if that works but um it's by no means a perfect movie but no. the, the things in it that work i love love, yeah, love the love. things that are iconic about that movie are really really iconic like yeah they're really they're cool. iconic you know yeah. Wouldn't you say? Like, I feel as though there's no movie precedent to that. Like, it's a movie that, like, it's Manchurian Candidate that, like, what, I mean, like, you like the conversation. You like all these other paranoia-driven movies. Mm-hmm. What? How do you think this holds up to that? I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily the same, the con- but. W- would you put it in the same? Uh, to the conversation, I wouldn't at all, actually. Yeah, I don't think I, I mean, would. I mean, it's similar, no. like, in, this, in, the, in the sorts of topics, but the filmmaking yeah. is very different. Yeah, no, no, yeah. filmmaking is different, but it, it, has, it taps in that same vein, I, I feel. Don't, I don't know. I, I mean, okay. I, I think feel like this falls more in a whole, like, conspiracy subgenre. Sure, sort, sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. But oh. it's so, it's way more internalized. Yeah. That's the difference is, like, that's why it rides that line between, like, being paranoia or, like, conspiracy right. is, like, there's like an external like this government plot but there's also this internal struggle that's actually occurring with the characters yeah. where yeah. it's fucked up but i think too much of the plot is obvious it's in order to create that tension for the audience we would need to not know whereas we're inclined to know we know what's happening yeah that's a debate that i have about the movie because even the trailers market it as i remember watching a trailer that's like if you miss the first three minutes of this movie you will not know what's going on. Like that was actually a trailer they used at the time, and I was like, "Yo, that would be so sick if I missed the first couple of minutes of the movie." And, you just had no idea. and it would, it would just be completely like messing with you. Sure. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, sure. Why is this going on? But and yeah. that that's an interesting thing too. Is like maybe it'd be fun to experiment having some people who haven't seen it not watch the first couple minutes, just watch mm. from then on and be like, "Wow, this is a fucked up movie. What's going on?" Mm. Um, so that's fun. But yeah, I have a debate as to whether or not they should have had the first couple minutes because. It is like for a movie from that time. It's so dark. Like yeah, it's so it unforgiving. Really yeah, Especially with a pop star in it. Exactly. Yeah. Think of some of the movies Sinatra Frank Sinatra was in and yeah. great in too. Like you know musical stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you could probably. I don't know. I don't make arguments for him being one of the best actors. You know, especially even of that era when we had so many great actors. But I still think he could play a lot more roles than you think. Yeah, he had a presence on the screen for sure. Yeah, there's, for sure. there's, you know, there's stuff he's in that's like there's really a, definitely striking how good he is. There was like he he had a weird balance of like kind of a larger in life because it's Frank Sinatra. Like, yeah. Oh my god, and kind of an everyman quality. To like him watching too. Oceans so. Eleven and then watching Manchurian Candidate, those are two completely different yeah. people. Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and then you I throw on the both of them are so well executed in my. What opinion. What did you think, oh. Liam? I can't I can't get down with Oceans Eleven really? at all. Oh, oh, I love that film. I love it. Oh, I hate it. I've actually never seen it. Oh, I only watched it from the re because the remake. I was. Do you like the remakes? Uh, I don't know if I like the sequels. I like the first Those one. Those are f- the you first know. two are, are good popcorn. Movies. I think they're fun. Yeah. yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Well, what did you think of Manchurian Candidate? Oh, it's great. I How mean, many times have you seen it? Uh, I think this is only my second time seeing it. Oh, okay. uh, I've never. It's seen a movie it that does demand rewatching. I yeah. think it does. Yeah. No, I, I definitely because the first time I saw it, I felt as though I need to watch this shit again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, so. Uh, I really like it. I didn't remember parts like there were things that were very familiar and things that I was like, oh right, okay. Um, I kind of forgot that it's so out there in the sense yeah. of like 
I thought it was going to be a little more confusing. Like, okay, we're figuring out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But they really lay it out for you. The The style can be confusing in that, like, you're seeing both the dream and, the, real, and the real at the same, at the same time. time yeah. But that actually works. That's it works. actually my favorite part of the movie. Almost yeah. like a yeah, yeah, kaleidoscope. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, but uh, I really that's my favorite scenes of the movie with the weird press conferences yep. with the fascists. Oh my unbelievable. Yeah. So with they great. just like the fascist conference is just like pictures of Mao and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Stalin. Stalin. And, and they're just like, like they just like hang out with this in this room together that is like they're wearing sunglasses. Yeah. The one guy's got the high collar with the bald hair. Oh, like dude. it's great. It's great. So um, good. And even the things like it's it's weird that there aren't actual Asians in the movie yeah. or yeah, things things like that. Like that, that stuff is kind of fucked up, yeah, but 100%. None of it is like to the point where I'm like, oh, this movie sucks. You know, I yeah, think it's no Holly Go Lightly or what's his name? The fucking. I get what you guys are saying that it's like not that, that it's not Asians. like an explicitly political movie. But I do wonder about the fact that they decided to have this plot and have the communist agents be the ones who are accusing other people of being communist. Right. You know what I mean? That that like mm. the way they're disrupting the country is actually not tamping down suspicion but ramping it up yeah. that to me at the time is actually pretty political because it's mccarthyanism as a driver for communism oh, is right like, dude the right. courtroom scenes oh my with god the tv aside from so aside from we were talking about this while it was on we were both just stunned at how beautiful yeah. it was yes yeah, sure so awesome so yeah good. and you were saying that all the tv stuff was added in post you almost hell i mean yeah. yeah but you watch any of that old stuff it, it, it generally is i mean there's no way yeah like, like when you're filming something like uh you see this more video to be fair but um, if, if 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 I had a video camera now and I was filming a TV, you know, broadcast like that wasn't HD or whatever, mm. the video would look weird. So you'd have to yeah. put it in post, you know, oh, right, 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 um, right, and just crop it down and whatever. Um, yeah, my understanding of everything I know about film is, yeah, that's that's what they have to had to do. Because if they even if they figure out a way to you know have that live broadcast there, it doesn't look good. You have that flickering line that just moves yeah, up. Anyone like watching who hasn't seen this scene should look at it because it is yeah, so cool. So it good. seems like they filmed it all at the same time, right? Them and then having the argument and multiple cameras, you know, and, and then, then we're then putting mul- a screen inside a screen, so like a window inside a window, and yeah. you're getting, but you're not. The focus isn't on the TV, and the focus is not on the argument you're seeing. The focus is like some strange place in the middle between right. these two perspectives, and that's like iconic for me is like yeah. the middle point between these perspectives exactly that's where most people probably fall using it is yeah and, and, so good. and dude, i also yeah it's so effective yeah and, th- and this was the second time i'd seen this and the first time i saw it was probably 10 film school probably that era i don't think i saw it in film school but it was like that time you know um but i'd always been had a i don't i've always had a big interest in history and especially u.s history um so i wonder if how my how how i would have digested this movie if i didn't give a shit about history you know what i mean right. like everybody has an awareness of oh after world war ii there was korea then there was vietnam and some stuff happened in between but all i know is woodstock or stuff like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I, yeah but like um i that's not me like i yeah i do I, i've always kind of been interested in that era so i do feel like that adds some more wrinkles to how you know i that information you know was processed by me watching it um, and there's watching second time is kind of like a refresher yeah. and a little stuff I noticed more like the scene we're talking now with the courtroom, the argument, you know, um, that's seen. Um, I'm sure when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I kind of just moved along watching it yesterday or yeah, was it yesterday. Um, 
I, I kind of sat on it, even like for a few minutes after they left that courtroom scene. Yeah. I was just like yeah. sitting there chewing on it, you know. So, good. so um, but if I, I, I do wonder sometimes with a movie like this, given the backdrop of what's going on now. But, no, even then, oh. what was going on then, and that was still a tumultuous climate. Yeah. Nineteen, that yeah. film came out with sixty two, so it's probably filmed sixty sixty one. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on, a lot of uncertainty, you know? Yeah. We're not... What year was the Cuban Missile Crisis? That was like 62. This came out, I think, during the height of the, the, oh, all yeah. that. Like, sure. you, know, you know, and before the whole Kennedy assassination and all. So, I, I, again, another one I, I wish I kind of had that perspective of. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know like, what's going to happen. I would like to go back and read yeah. uh, like critical reviews of it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. There are any really yeah, good and I do that sometimes. And I, I find it interesting, yeah. you, know, you know? It is strange to me the sorts of controversies we've had since about like what kind of things you can do in movies like here's a film that pretty clearly has you know an assassination suicide yeah Dude, which is like no the- no light thing yeah. and no. yet since then we've had conversations about well but is it okay to do this or that in a movie and i'm like yo yeah. manchurian candidate like you know what i mean like <laughs> what the fuck like that how are we still having so this conversation absolutely fucking brutal yeah, emotionally that brutal, brutal had brutal to be the ending yeah, I, I, uh, I can't yeah. imagine any other ending. Really. Like we spent a little bit of the weekend talking about like, meandering movies right. that can't find, can't seem to find their ending. Yeah. But that movie felt like the pacing up to it was great. But then that ending was just like so. There was Definitely. no possible so way that ending it. could yeah. be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And even then, even like, I remember for the first time watching it um, before. And even the remake's fair. It's not bad. It's not a bad. I, I want to see. It. I haven't seen yeah, it. It's not I a bad movie. Uh, but this, you know, obviously it's the original. But um, was that? <laughs> um, but uh, even watching this, when I watched it the first time, I remember thinking, um, like, I didn't see the ending coming. Not that it was a twist ending. It was just I was still like I was tense, like, oh my god, like, yeah. what's going to happen? Like, you know, uh, is somebody going to get shot? Whatever I got. And then when it ha- and everything, you know, uh, the way it ends, I was just like, oh yeah, this is definitely like sure. not that I should have seen it coming because it wasn't telegraphed, yeah. but de- definitely was like, yeah, this makes total. Total sense, like, total you know. tragic senses. Yeah, it? really. Yeah, it's definitely. So, yeah. yeah. Aside from Frank Sinatra, we didn't mention the performances in it were all so really. Angela really Lansbury good. was really good. Oh, yeah, Lansbury man. so good, so awesome. She plays Lay, the mother, and good. I mean, was Raymond Shaw is the main character. Yeah, the, the, the character's name. His, um, I don't. He looks to be maybe twenty-five. Yeah, mid to late twenties, I guess. Something you know, like and I was shocked that Angela Lansbury was only thirty-seven in this movie. She plays his mom, yeah. and she plays like. Opposite of like a, a guy who's like fifty eight probably, okay, yeah. and it's totally. They, I mean, not that she looked old, no, but, but they it, you they, didn't question it. Yeah, they aged her with the hair and stuff yeah. like that. But I mean, I'm like, oh my god, she's only thirty seven. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't yeah. add wrinkles or anything. It wasn't yeah. like she, you know. I, god, I just she was good. Though. I just always found that strange. She was really good, especially to, near the end. Yeah, she's yeah. talking yeah. to her son. When you start to unveil who her character really is, you start. To yeah, what like, motivations? Like, holy and stuff like that. shit! Because then it yeah. starts to develop of like, wow, she's playing a character with a character and doing yeah. it. So flawlessly because you just don't see it at first because you're right. so wrapped up in her relationship with her son and yeah. the senator that you're just like not even seeing this whole other angle. Right, that right. When it's revealed, you're like, holy, holy shit. Well, and there's a, it makes her. I mean, for the majority of the movie, you're watching. You're like, oh, I hate this lady. Yeah, yeah. You know, to her credit, like Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury yeah. did a really good job making someone who's pretty unlikable in a way. Yeah. You know, um, the, to the, be believable. Yeah, yeah. But then you do. She does become in a way, weird way, sympathetic. I think. Yeah. Near the end, I'm um, not that I'm like rooting for her necessarily, no. but there is an element of like, oh fuck, she's like, like she, this is this is this whole thing is fucked her up too. Yeah, and at the end of the day, there is it a part of her that is mom. Interesting, depth you know, to that character. Yeah, yeah. so I thought she was I, actually to me, I think she was the standout performance. 
out of anybody, but um, I mean, but everybody. Uh, was I so don't good. know who played Raymond Shaw, but I like him too. Yeah, he was good. I too. mean, a lot. here's the thing: it's no Venom, but it, it's <laughs> a pretty <laughs> solid film. Yeah, it's no, no I mean, I, I, I China. here's the thing: like I said, I I tend to watch things I know I'm gonna like stuff like sure. that, but. And I know that going into that, it's like, oh, we could pick an easily likable film, like Manchurian yeah. Candidate. But mm. I still just think that there's, we could make a full episode discussing how good that movie is because of the billion reasons there are that it's good, even though it has errors and stuff like that and some yeah. issues. I would know, like to say it's easily likable, but I don't know that that's true anymore just because audiences are so uptight about black true. and white. They're yeah. so uptight about complicated stories. So type about runtime. There's true. no action sequences, really. Like, yeah. people are so addicted. You know it's, it's a movie that has mentions of things that happened during war sure but there was they didn't bother no to film war no 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 and so it, sick. It, it's, yeah, it's so wasn't a f- war film no. no it's so weird like especially like with modern audiences audiences so many movies have action sequences now like movies that aren't action films <laughs> yeah. but it's like well we need at least this yeah. crazy thing you know yeah 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 so um <clears throat> well i'm sure we could talk even more about my train credit, but we right. have to get to the last movie. Yep. My choice. Josh's choice. Interestingly. Suddenly at midnight. Suddenly oh. in the night, isn't it? Yeah, no, so it had so a couple, it has different titles. couple names, yeah. Uh, the original title, from what I understand, is actually Suddenly at Midnight. midnight yeah. And Does for some reason, less sense than the other title. Some reason, the English <laughs> release changed it to Suddenly in the Dark. Yeah. Uh, I okay. actually think Suddenly at Midnight is a better title than Suddenly in the Dark. Neither one applies. Yeah, they don't uh, mention I, time at all. No, 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 no. There are a number of times where she has her psychotic breakdown. Oh, middle of the night. Middle of the night. Middle of the night. Yeah. So suddenly at midnight. Okay. And so daytime she's just recovering from. To be fair, the reason that I chose this movie is because I have a long history of really enjoying Korean horror movies. Sure. So yeah. I love A Tale of Two Sisters. You know what I mean? They're I great love movie. like like that kind of stuff. I really, really do enjoy. So when I heard about this because they had screened it at the Philomoka, right? I was like, oh, the roots of Korean horror. Let's go for it. Yeah, but it's so different from Lo what we consider K-Hard. and K-Hard. behold, yeah. that shit was... I, I don't know if I hated it. I think, you, I think you disliked it more than I actually did. I definitely yeah. did not enjoy it, though. The ending was... Okay, so the movie is... There's this uh, young couple with a child, and they, they need help in the house. Father's never home because he's working a lot. He's a butterfly dude. Yeah. Deals in butterfly. He's really into butterflies. Yeah, butterflyologist. For the and record, um, to actually have, he is a lecturer at a, at a far at off a university. university. Yeah. So they need a new maid, and they, he hires this one young lady who he meets in town. That he just is like, she's just wandering around. Her parents are dead. I brought her home. She's she wandering around have a fire where there was a fire. She's yeah. Wa- yeah, she's wandering around at a burnt out home in a small village. Her mom is now With dead. With a doll. She seems to have no emotional response to the death of her mom. He really treats yeah. it like bringing home a stray dog. He That's really does. Exactly. He really, really does. And uh, all this weird shit starts happening. The wife starts thinking that the dad is having an affair with this lady. And then there's also, I think, uh, indirect sexual tension between the mom and the and the and the, ha- and the, uh, the maid. Man, the maid. you're using the term indirect really loosely. Yeah. Well, I, they, never, they never straight up say it, but I but think you're supposed should. to think it. Yeah. It's just such a weird movie. I really wanted to see something that that provoked thought that, um, you know. That was the seedlings that that gives gives us good Korean horror movie that we know and enjoy now, and this did not do it for me. Here, here's here's what I'll say about it. The more I thought about it, the more it struck me as like a European, possibly Italian, possibly British, uh, like 
again psychotic woman movie like woman who has yeah. when you said detached that, that was, from reality yeah. isn't quite sure what's going on and so as the audience isn't sure and the the movie i think we all kind of made the assumption that she's having these psychotic breaks and she's imagining this thing but what's not clear is if it's supernatural or she's insane and yeah. i think that's a genre that's a straight up genre of movie at this yeah. point it's like yeah. the woman is having an episode is it actually a supernatural episode or mm. is she just and I say insane. Insane is actually nice. A lot of right, these yeah. movies are based off of like the idea that all women are hysterical, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. And it's like more of a women, woman hysteria movie. So knowing that, that that's, this is just the Korean version of that with mm-hmm. weird other sexual stuff going on and whatever, I would be like, oh, wait, Josh doesn't like those kinds of movies. So there's no reason he's going to like this one just because it's Korean. Because it really <laughs> is just a Korean. I mean, it's different in that a European movie wouldn't be so nervous about a statue of a witch. Right. A lot of anxiety in this movie is, is around, around this, this witch, witch statue. statue. The shaman lady statue. And the shaman lady statue is kind of weird. She's holding a cleaver. Why does she have she, the cleaver? She's giving a weird uh, hand symbol with the non-cleaver hand. Yeah. It also it, keeps changing in size, which I found very weird. That's yeah. also true. It's like it is outside the window and, and then six they did a tall. lot of the kaleidoscope shots and the bottle shots. Kaleidoscope like, sex scenes, so sick. So fucking weird. Like, there's a, the there's fuck, a lot man? of visual effects that are cheap and ineffective. At, right. at first, I didn't mind that they were cheap. There's lots of random they're taxidermy used... in the movie that I'm like, what the shit, man? Yeah. Like the heart snakes with the fucking rodent. They in kept. There. I I, I kind of feel like it was just like, oh, this is a cool shot, I guess. But I think, <laughs> and then like, let's just keep doing it. And yeah. it, just, it was weird that they yeah. would frame some of the like they would frame some of the action through these two weird snake heart shaped snake, snake yeah, bodies. I didn't sense. get it. I really didn't get it. And I feel like I was really thinking about and it when I went to bed last night. I'm like, I don't. It kept moving because <laughs> and this disturbed me. Is that like. Eventually, doesn't it come alive or something like that? Yeah. They throw it at yeah. the lady, so, and it's like, yeah. And the thing with that is, like, it had kept moving before because it was in the living room, and it framed them coming down the stairs every single time he came down the stairs for, like, the first part of the movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's in bed, like, I think, imagining the sex scene, and it's there again. They're framing yeah. through that again. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. what is going on? Do I they think have multiple of these? I like, think there was an aspect that was supposed to be psychological and that they were using symbolism and different things in the house and the house mm-hmm. or whatever. And none of that really worked. In fact, I wonder if there's butterfly stuff that we don't know about. Like maybe, if there's like, like owls. Oh, stuff. There are tons of owls in it. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a lot of that stuff that different we birds of prey not get. Yeah, I mean, like there's look like any hope that I had to enjoy this movie though died with like the forty minute ending. Well, so I will that say I, I will say this: the, the I found the beginning very slow. Once they introduced the maid, I was kind of in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought and that there's was there's some weird sequences with. The mom and the maid that yeah. are so uncomfortable that I you was start like to really think it's been going to become that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of starting to be like, man, this movie actually might be great. Uh, oh, that's not what I meant. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm into that kind of movie. No, I, I, uh, I mean, oh, this is going to be that kind. Of movie. No. Yeah. I'm so stoked on that, actually. But <laughs> the issue so becomes at a certain point in order to see how crazy she's getting. She not directly, but almost directly kills off the maid. Yeah. Once the maid dies, the movie loses all momentum, yeah. and then it goes into this scary sequence that is either the supernat the result of the supernatural in this witch doll, yeah. or it's her having a Psychotic, psychotic break. Yeah. 
Either way, it's too long, it's boring, it's not tense, and I realized, oh, I only cared about this movie because of how awkwardly the mom the and maid. the maid interact. Yeah, the maid well. and the dad never interact in a weird way. Every scene between the maid and the dad, totally you think, innocent, she's normal. normal. Yeah. There's nothing Very wrong with her. Like, Every yeah. time her and the mom interact, you Workman think rather, yeah. they both are fucked up. Like, what's going yeah, on with like, these two what's people? What's happening? Why is this woman smiling all the time? Why is this woman scared all the time? Do you think there was a suggestion that there was something wrong with the maid, like... Like she was slow or something. Like she Definitely just. Definitely, hundred percent. Feel that? I felt it. He I was said. Like, he said something about like she's weird she's, or she. He's like she's got her own quirks or something like that. Like he said that she was smart but not that bright. Yeah. Which is like, you know, oh, I had her go to this to get me like specific butterfly samples, but she's also not that bright in terms of like she didn't know how to wash her own boobs, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, which is like what? <laughs> like, yeah, like she had so, to show her how to take a bath. And she it, had to be like, I need you to do this every day. And it's like, yeah, yeah that it, was very strange. So bizarre. But uh, also, you, when we talk about the ending, I have a thing. Okay. Um, the way that she kills off the maid, right? I was annoyed that there was actually no climax with her and the maid. Like, you know, the climax comes after when she, the maid is dead and she's like resurrected as the weird witch thing. But I would have loved there to be an actual, like, real climax not just like hey go wash that window yeah. <laughs> like yeah. i would have liked it if it was like a like a yeah. real climactic like yeah. fight to the, like where like the the mother or the woman is just like having this psychotic break and like you know like fighting her or like just doing something where there's a climax there of their relationship since that's what was driving the whole movie yeah. instead right. it's like hey go wash that window <laughs> and no, she make sure you stand on the chair it's totally sturdy stand on that wobbly wait, chair wait. wash the window yeah um what I thought was going to happen with the whole chair thing was, you know, kind of initially what she did was, hey, you need to clean that window. And she, in, in her mind, it's like, haha, this plan's about to unfold. She's yeah. going to fall through the window because it's rickety. Yeah. I, I kind of figured, and maybe it's just from seeing a lot of movies, that she was going to go up and clean, almost fall through, it, and then something erupts her to make her stop cleaning the window. And then later on, we just kind of forget about the window until it comes in play again. Right. That's kind of how I thought would happen. I don't know if it necessarily would have been better. But I sort of kind of thought. And then she's just like, oh, no, she fell through. And yeah, she died. Literally exactly what was supposed to happen. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, now what? Even if she's and it felt, like, it felt like almost like, um, if I'm going to use a metaphor, like, you ever see somebody just try, like they're just jumping on their motorcycle trying to get that engine to, to, yeah. to turn over? You know? I felt like after that, the movie, I mean, the movie, it just stopped right there. Okay? Yeah. I felt like they kept trying to do that. And then all of a sudden, you have this long ending that's going all over the place. It's like... The engine started, and then the person realized, I don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. And just like, whoa, and then they ran into a sign. You know what I mean? I kind of felt like there was, yeah. you know, with the narrative, that's well, kind I mean, of like what it's happened. It's so early on, you know? too. Like, maybe that was what it is. Maybe it's they're finding their way. But it still doesn't make for a good viewing now. I, I feel like if any of us were scared of the, of the statue, we would have had a different experience at the end. Also, yeah. what didn't help the movie at all, obviously, like you say, it is early and stuff like that, and like Korean art. But what doesn't help the movie is the color palettes. Like, I, and this is something I, I meant to talk about more as we talked about movies, like how they look. That's stuff I really yeah. care about. Is like how they look, how they feel because of that atmosphere, um, like you know, composition, even design stuff. Like I loved um, the like title card design in uh, the Peck and Paw film. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff was super tight. So like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, I get that this takes place in a specific era that looks in a specific way in a specific place, but this color palette doesn't fit this movie at yeah. all. And it, it makes it so that the movie itself is not disturbing in any way because none of the shots, none of the color palettes, none of the tone, nothing in it says to you like, man, this is really kind of fucked up. 
like they don't use any of those those like cues visually until like the kaleidoscope stuff starts happening the dream sequences but the house needs to absorb that tone if the whole movie is going to take place in this house mm. then the house has to have that tone to it at some point mm. otherwise we're just watching a supposedly crazy lady walk around this like normal ass house and i guess it, maybe it could that could be intentional but it doesn't feel in any way it doesn't add to it being scary or doesn't add to it feeling uneasy it just makes it like kind of disjointed yeah there's definitely a good word for it disjointed movie yeah uh hey, still I, I actually i'm glad i saw it I didn't mind. yeah me too i actually i there's parts I mean, of it that there's things i get from it that are like huh yeah and then that's kind of where i stopped like it's like, okay well uh, it's yeah it's yeah there. that's off the list i guess i mean i was gonna watch it eventually i would rather watch that than suicide squad so <laughs> oh that's fair yeah i mean if we're fair really enough yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah no me too me too um, at the at the very minimum, uh, there was a lot of unnecessary nudity in it, so it was, yeah, I guess yeah. that's okay. Yeah, like weird, weird lesbian sexual tension, <laughs> yeah. and older, younger. Lots of wicker furniture. I guess that's lots cool. of weird green. I was carpet. Really, here's like I was really glad when they said her age because she looked younger than that, yeah. and I was weirded out yeah. at the beginning. True. And then finally, and she's like, I'm 19. I'm like, thank fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't take like um I didn't take her as being slow or anything like that. Yeah, I took her almost as being I don't innocent. Uh, sort of like simple, yeah. in a way, you know. And I know th- that that word has raised been raised by a shaman, <laughs> I, and, th- and that <laughs> word has been used before to describe someone with some like intellectual yeah. disability, or whatever. But um, I just felt like um, you know, she, she's from a small village, probably hasn't seen anything. Oh, I was gonna say that there, and then there just, might be like a class angle to it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, and they're clearly her, different. Class, well, like he yeah. even said, like I picked her up in this village. It's this yeah. small village you've never yeah. heard of that he was like, I guess, driving through on his way home from university. Yeah. So it's definitely this like. She burned down her house in the village. All she took with her was this doll. Yeah. Like she's definitely seems like she's from, despite being from the same time, she's from a very different. Like she might be down the hill. You know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like one of the key scenes in the movie is when she finds the lighter in her room. Yeah. When the mom finds yeah. the lighter in her room, and she's bummed that like, oh yeah, they, he might have left his lighter in there because you're having an affair. But it's like, yo, this lady also burnt, lived in the house that might. Yeah, have why did they not mention that? Like, yeah, I, dude. Thought, I thought they were going to kind of go there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. go there. That would be, that's what I'd be afraid of. Like, I don't know. So I think there's a lot of things that go unexplored that are supposed to be unsettling, but they just left all of us kind of like, what? Why don't we talk about that? Why is that? Yeah. I would like to we... see a remake of that film where mm. they do explore. If they do that it better. Stuff. Yeah, that'd be tight. Yeah, yeah. or just leave. But it don't whitewash it. Make it. Make it. Keep it moving keep yeah. on living or just do a whole other no but thing. i actually don't i don't <laughs> mind the i that's the thing is i don't actually mind the idea of the movie like the whole like you know a daughter of a shaman yeah. like has this totem with her like i actually i think it's a cool idea for a plot you know then there, this tension develops where she thinks she's cheap it's just everything in it is explored either the wrong way or not at or all and not it's poorly executed yeah. and nothing in it worked but yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing another Korean attempt at that, especially now that you love Korean horror and there's an established idea of Korean horror. It'd be cool yeah. to see something like that re-explored. I also, don't know if they why is her friend so awful? That actually didn't work for me. Oh my god! I was thinking the same thing. I'm the, like, the Jerry Curl lady. I blame the kind of looks like Asian Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a dry. I mean, I guess thing. she had. She was necessary in the sense that, like, uh, I forget the wife's name, but she's she's just she had to talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she couldn't just like do the whole thing, the Shakespearean thing, where you're. You go, you know, you're just talking to yourself, and you're on some ledge, and just like blah blah blah. What do you, you mean? Know? I love reading soliloquies in titles, yeah, no. in subtitles. But I don't think that would have worked in this movie. I, I was mean, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, um, I feel like, um, I guess she was just there for that reason. Yeah. 
but uh, she wasn't yeah. helping her. <laughs> like, well, her attitude was awful. She was yeah, like, yeah, at first, yeah. she was like, "Yo, your husband's probably cheating on you," and then later, she's like, "I don't think your husband's cheating." It's like, yeah, she's hot, but she's not like that hot. Like, you keep on saying her body's beautiful. I don't think she's that hot. How many times did she say she has a great body? It was do Korean women talk like that? Is that they like all a had thing? the same body? Did they, <laughs> they literally all look the same? Yeah. All right. I texted Grace Kim. So we'll we'll get answers soon. <laughs> All right. Um, and then uh, would you? Say and then this morning. Any? And then this morning we watched. Hold on, I watched another movie that night. Oh, you did. You I did? could not sleep, so I watched The Martian. Uh, oh, that no, you it. watched that Friday night. Did I? Yeah, after, last yeah, night you went right uh, to bed. Okay, well, so I watched more movies this weekend than anybody else. <laughs> you watched eight movies this weekend, dude. <laughs> but I also only half watched Keanu because I was doing I was cooking and stuff. Fair enough. But uh, I want to talk about The Martian for one second. Yeah, sure. Right. Um. I thought that movie worked way more than I even expected it to. Mm-hmm. You're I, a fan of the book, though. I loved that book. like, And that's why when I – I read the book because I knew the movie was coming out and because mm-hmm. I like having pre-read stuff. And I was not expecting them to do the book justice at all because I was weary of the narration in the book the way it is, how explicit it is. I was wondering, is this going to be a movie of Matt Damon talking for two hours or so? Uh, but it wasn't, and I was worried about that because yeah. there's a lot of really. Because it could have easily been that. It could have been that, and the thing is, yeah. all that stuff's so important too. Yeah, and yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that's the whole book, so it's very entertaining. Um, especially because I listened to it on audiobook, which is, you know, I forget who did it, but he was really good. He was just talking at you the way that Mark Watney is supposed to be talking at you. Um, so I was worried about it, and then I was worried. I was worried in two ways. I was worried it would be Matt Damon talking for two hours, uh, in that weird accent. And then I was also worried that it might not be anyone talking and you might just have to figure out all these technical things on your own. And it turned out to be neither mm. and in exactly the right ways. There was just enough um, him doing the updates on the video screen so that it's like explaining things. And the cast is so good in it. Like it was such I mean, obviously, they have a budget to have like yeah. the best cast movie on the planet. <clears throat> but I just love everyone who is in it like so much. Um, I love Kate Mara because I'm like. First season of House Cards is one of the best seasons of TV, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then um, Donald Glover's character is perfectly acted. Yeah. Just Donald like, Glover's awesome. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, when you think of like, all right, the kind of out there scientist dude who figures out this problem, you know, the way that Jeff Goldblum is supposed to be in Independence Jurassic Day. Oh, yeah. right. Um, you know, kind of out there like, Outside the I fixed thinker. it. I found it out. Yeah. And the way Donald Glover approaches it is totally different, quiet, subdued expert and just so well done so i just thought that was a cool cool movie that i didn't yeah. expect you guys cool also it's gorgeous but you know cgi that's all possible but i would definitely watch it yeah i would highly recommend it um i don't even know if i had any real issues with it like i was trying to think if i had any real issues yeah with no it, it's i think it's it's uh, you liked it even yeah i liked it a lot I mean, yeah like, really there's nothing i would really change i know that's the thing it's like when, I mean, I, and it's a popcorn movie it definitely is like it's something you watch like it's entertaining it's driving there's action yeah. sequences but like anytime I uh, like everything I wanted to be like, oh, I don't know about that. I just thought it. I was like, damn, yeah. this is good. None of the this technical stuff bogged me down. No, you know? it was. Just I, and in the book contains a lot of technical. It's stuff. extreme, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even that's you just you read it, you go right through it. It's just yeah, fine. It's, it's written by an engineer, you know. Um, yeah, there, I mean, I, I just I really like that movie. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish I was up. I would have watched it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen it twice. Um, so yeah. Anyway, moving on to what we watched. And then morning. this morning we rounded it out with Keanu that Evo had never seen. It was really just a palate cleanser. Yeah, I, I, I feel like if we'd ended reset. on that movie, not that I hated it, I think as much as 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 
Josh did, but it still wasn't the way I wanted to end my weekend. And yeah. Keanu's a good movie to have on while you're doing other things anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really funny. It's really I was able to funny. jump in when I did jump in and be like, oh, wow, that's funny. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even already liking Keem Peel. Keem Peel. Um, um, <laughs> no, I just thought it was hilarious. I don't know. I, yeah. um, it's just so stupid. <laughs> it is. You know? But, uh, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it, but yeah, I do just think, a fun like, movie. Yeah, yeah, and I like the kind of movie that can meld fun and action in a way and yeah. still yeah. work. Yeah, and it a lot of, like, fun. funny action movies are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. you're right. Shanghai Nights comes to mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think a lot of action comedies, and I guess you could put this under yeah. action comedies, um, when they do the action part, um, we're like we're gonna shoot an action movie right now. Like this, this portion especially crime based one. Yeah, this is like, an action uh, movie. Maybe somebody will say something funny, but whatever. Yeah. No, this is like oh, somebody got shot here, or just just like, I don't. Know, I just thought like all of it just worked really well. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see more of Jordan's Jordan uh, uh, Peele's. Uh, He's directing more. Yeah, and I horror think movie. that'll be really interesting. Yeah, that. I'm, what's it called? I'm looking forward to that. I forget what it's called. Did you see my the trailer tongue, yeah. for that horror movie? I, yeah, I know no. there's like a tongue in cheek element I think to it. There's something like don't go or stay. Or yeah, it's like a it, go away or it, something like yeah. that. Looks. Have you heard about this movie? No. It's basically oh. like paranoia about white people. That's yeah, tight. basically. Yeah, yeah I was gonna it, mention that as the thing I liked about dude, this. Dude, it looks. This movie looks fucking frightening. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so good. I'm excited about yeah. it. My my thing about this movie was like the parts that I did jump on for. Um, I know that they attack race head on, like on you know their show constantly, and it's yeah. like one of those things. And I love that. And I just think every time I jumped on, they were doing it so well. The the George Michael thing was yeah, one of the funniest. So that was my favorite ever. part in the movie. One of the actually. funniest things I've ever fucking heard. It was just like <laughs> so great. It was like so he black. Light-skinned like, though, but yeah, he's light-skinned. <laughs> and I'm light just like, oh, oh my god! Gosh. And then when he said, "and wham," and I was like, "yes," he said, "wham." <laughs> so good. It was oh, so great funny. movie. And the Anna Ferris thing, dude. See, oh, I, I, oh, so I don't like Anna Ferris. Dude, so and movie. I walked out of the room honestly, like a part, like right when they were honestly, like they had gotten through a little bit of that. But I walked out of the room because I was just like, oh, I don't like Anna Faris. They <laughs> kill Anna Faris in that scene. Did they? Oh, I would have. the fuck? I she she fucking hits her in the face with the gun and then oh, they man. shoot her. If I would have she died. Because she attacks her with the katana blade. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. so fucking funny, man. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad good. we watch it because yeah, it's funny. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a good, good palate cleanser. Um, do we want to do some hype stuff? Are there things we want yeah, to be hyped about? Sure. Yeah. We're looking forward okay, to. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. What things are you excited about? I'm excited about that, Jordan. That Jordan Peele directed horror movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it, I already said it, but like right now in theaters, there's Doctor Strange. I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I want to see the that. Arrival, and I want to try to see it in IMAX if I can. It's yeah, where I, I saw it in IMAX. IMAX. It was like, really like I think that was like, wow. Arrival. I really want to see. We've talked about um, yeah. Moonlight. Looks amazing. Yeah, The Handmaiden looks amazing. Oh, The Handmaiden, and then there's something else. Oh, uh, is it called Certain Women? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can look that up really quick. Um, but it's funny because, you know, usually when we do this hype, you know, things we're hyped on thing, I also have a lot of shows coming up that I'm hyped on. And all the shows that I was hyped on happened and I didn't go. I didn't go Aww. to a single one. I just couldn't do it. So now I'm more just like, man, what else? Uh, Music-wise, I don't have anything coming up that I'm, like, super getting. I'm Honestly, I'm going through my calendar right now. Um, just because I was trying to think, like, what am I hyped for? Um, yeah, you know. Just but as an aside, that uh, Jordan Peele movie is called Get Out. Get Out. Yeah, Get Out. That's I knew it. it was like a it command. Comes out next year. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 so yeah, good. Yeah. So like looking through what, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm you yeah. got any shows coming up or nothing? Yeah, the movie I was talking about is it's called Certain Women, Lord Dern, and oh, I like Lord Dern. Uh, you got to watch Enlightenment, that show. Enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else is in this though? Uh, somebody else. Anyways, I've just read reviews that said it was really great. Lord Dern and Michelle Williams, and um, I like Michelle I Williams that. too. Same. I'm curious. It has really bad reviews, but the trailers for American Pastoral were good. So now I don't know what to do because I don't like that. I don't like letting other people make my decision for me, but when it has that many bad reviews, I'm like, you also gotta be like, oh, maybe yeah, it makes you, it makes you pause for thought. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll wait till yeah, later. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, uh, I don't like totally hang my um, experiences on like what the critics say. But if a movie's getting like a lot of bad reviews, it might make me less enthused to go pay thirteen dollars for it. You know? Yeah. Um, you film festivals, but you know, not counting. You know. Yeah. Um. I am playing on this Friday at the Grape Room in Maniunk. Oh, yes, Cross yes, yes, yes. are yes, playing yes. with uh, my former bandmate from Halo Snakes, Mr. Uh, GFA, his new band Tiny Vices, and Cross Keys are playing. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know about any other shows coming up that I'm too hyped on. Uh, I might try and go to D.C. tomorrow to see King Con and Barbecue Show. Uh, other than that, I don't really know about anything else happening that I'm pretty hyped on. Hmm. So, you know, there you go. It is what it is. Tis. Um, I have some stuff that I'm hyped for. I found some things. Go for um, it. Um, I know we're not that close, but I am overly hyped for Rogue One. Yeah, dude. I close. We're less than, close enough. We're less yeah. than a month yeah, out. We're now. A month dude. Out, yeah. yeah. And that is gonna be every so single crazy trailer good. and clip I have seen from it. I have gotten more and more excited. Yeah. And I am just like, I, and I'm not like, I, I'm not like a huge. I don't collect Star Wars stuff. Like I'm not like that level. But I enjoy the Star Wars franchise. Right. Um, I even enjoy Episode Three. I will say it. I enjoy episode three. Um, there's stuff I like. About, <laughs> uh, there's stuff I like of all three. Nailed prequels, it. But they're not that good. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't really um, care. But no, really, like uh, <laughs> everything I've seen from that just looks I, like. To the I point just can't wait to see the subway system in the Death Star, which apparently plays heavily into the plot. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. It's going to that's going to be cool. Um, other thing I'm excited for that no one else here is excited for. Got to bring it in. The Gilmore Girls. That movie that it is in the life. It is a four-part miniseries where they are wow. basically 90-minute movies, each one representing a different season in a year in the life of them being removed now however many years from the show. Um, mm. Very excited because it's come out that she does not wind up with a boyfriend that we all hate. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, – I know people who watch listen to this might I have no idea it, about any of it. But it means absolutely nothing hey, to me. Uh, so excited for Gilmore Girls here in life. December 10th, the Impalers are playing in New York. I might be going to that. Yay. I really love them. That was literally the only... Oh, <laughs> we were thinking about going to the Turned Out of Punk live taping. Oh, yeah, the uh, on December Brenda's. 14th at Johnny Brenda's. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of all the, sh- the, the podcasts that I do listen to, that's one of them that I'm, I like a lot. And we haven't been yet, but I think we've talked about maybe going... Uh, one, one of our major contributors, part of the leadership team, Rob Scavarla run something called the Philadelphia Psychotronic Film Society. Mm, yeah, we haven't gone yet, but we want to support them. I think we want to go and support them. That seems like a really cool thing. Us, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Phil Mocha's family. So there you go. Also, yeah. Missy and Skyler, they're yep. they're part of that Philatronic, Philadelphia Psychotronic crew. Yep. Um, and I might go to that uh, Entomb show with Full of Hell. Oh, I didn't know if that was too far away to mention. That show looks good. Yeah. I think 
I think January is actually as far away as we will mention. Uh, right. You know. That's pretty. That's pretty. Good. One thing I'll mention. I, I'll mention something that I am hype about the announcement for. Um, the Pain of Black show. Yeah. At the church. Oh sure, that's far away. But it. But I got really excited when it got yeah, announced. That yeah, announcement yeah. hit everybody. Just hitting us at the exact right time that everyone in the city needs a painted black show, yeah. especially one with a lineup that features the bands that are on that. Yeah, praise. Um, I'm so I'm hyped for praise. Oh, I mean, Solo, I'm hyped for all the bands. Downtown Downtown Boys, I've never like, seen praise. So. It is like that is a perfect lineup for that show yeah. in this climate. Oh, yeah, Downtown Boys are playing. At, yeah. I've never seen them either. I at, love them. At the and it, the only venue that I want to see all those bands at any like I I love painted black so much and I'll always like go to any painted black show like. Mm. But it's so nice to see them return to a proper first. Like, they use that term on their thing. And it's true, because I went to the Grace Ferry, like, skate park show, which is the last time they played Philly. Mm. And it was tight, but it was short. They did cover full circle. <laughs> but um, it was sick. At, but it was, you know, it was short. And it was, like, not a real, you know, the sound wasn't there. You know, but it was impromptu and DIY and fun and punk. But I just, like, my whole, like, late high school, like, when I was really developing, you know, the taste for what I have, uh, the taste for now, um was seeing painted black at the church like when new lexicon dropped like that was like my perfect age for that stuff and mm -hmm. seeing that band at a church is something that's like super important to me that yeah. ranks like above most experiences in my life so when that announcement got dropped i was like cool i have no money right now but i will drop the money for the ticket i will do anything and i was like yeah. i'm just so fucking pumped i'm like gonna be pumped now for four, four or five months or whatever <laughs> six months which is I kind of like that. Like when the Infest show got announced, I was yeah, like, "Yeah, it was like you know, so, it, it so was far early away. August," and I was like, "Yeah, Man, November sounds like really far away." But I just it's nice to have that to look forward to because for me, I don't go to a ton of show as many shows as I used to. Uh, but it's nice to have like a few that are very serious. Like this is an experience that I am going to prep for. You know, yeah, <laughs> like you stretch and get all your knee braces <sighs> and everything. Yeah, nerd glass. I don't know if I'll be able to go to shows by April, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to kidnap you for that one. We'll see. <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Evo. Oh, real, quick, real quick. Uh, a couple things we already mentioned. Moonlight, I definitely want to see that. Arrival, I definitely want to see that. Rogue One, that just kind of goes without saying. That looks amazing. Um, I actually, I know Mike wasn't too hyped on the, the new Harry Potter movie, but I actually want to see it. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and um, I know my girlfriend really wants it. She actually grew up with the books. I've heard, yeah, so like, we were talking about reviews I, of that. I definitely want to see it. And so, it's, it's like, but, I, I heard from Harry Potter nerds, I heard good things. Which is, I was surprised because it doesn't seem like it takes place in that yeah. universe. I'm not interested in 1920s New York at all. <laughs> um, and that's well, what bums me out about it. Yeah. Oh, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, I know, I know I'm going to say, I just don't know when. Well, probably are you, are this, you excited for it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, you know I'm hyped. not as much as like Rogue One or something like that, you know. No, but but um, your, your girl's hyped on it, so. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. yeah, I want to say, I think, I, I think I'm going to like it. I like the Harry Potter movies. I've never read the books. Because that was past my time. See, that's just my life. Yeah, I never was actually sad. Sa same time. I, I want to read them. I just, you know, school, same time I was time. seeing Painted Black at the Church. Just busy reading books. Reading I had to Harry read. Potter. Reading Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I was all yeah. about the Harry Potter. And um, there's a couple other movies. Uh, there's, I think Pixar's coming out with a movie. Hawaiian movie, right? It's a Moana. Moana. That looks, oh, that, I hear it's really good. Yeah, actually. That, yeah. that I want to see. Character um, design looks awesome. Yeah, uh, that I want to see. Uh, of course, the Jordan Peele movie. And there's a movie coming out. Uh, it was what's the guy's name? Uh, J J A Bayona. Uh, he did uh, the Orphanage. Oh sure. Uh, he's got the movie yeah. the, A Monster Calls. I really oh. want to see it. Oh yes, I, really, I hear really, it's really good. I really want to see that. I'm like really hyped for that. Um, so that's going to be kind of like a 
appointment viewing for me. Like, sure, nice. sure. Other than I'm something in. else. So, I'm um, so I think all in all, there's with the next like two months, I think there's like ten movies I really want to see. So much, nice. and I just don't yeah. have the time right now. Like, yeah, the no. fact, I've, nev- I've never been in a point where there were five movies in a theater I wanted to see, and I didn't see one of them. Mm. I at least get to see at least at one least of those. One of them. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, and right, I haven't right. been able to do that. And I already, mi- I feel like recently I missed a bunch of movies too. I didn't see Hell High Water. Yeah, I wanted I to see, see that. I didn't see Magnificent Seven. I didn't, I you know, yeah. there's a few things I really wanted to check out that I just never got a chance to. So I'm hoping I can fix that. It's weird to say fix it because it's not that important, yeah. but it's important enough that I want to make a little bit of an effort. By, by right. most accounts, this summer sucked for movies. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. So I don't feel as bad missing pretty much everything. I, I mean, I was just busy working. So I saw Ghostbusters, and I was—I liked Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, it was fun. You know, um, whatever. You know, um, and um, but I, you know, I mean, there's some movies I know heard, I heard mixed things like Star Trek stuff like that. But I wanted to see them. I, st- I yeah. actually want to see Suicide Squad because it's just—I just want to see it. You know? Yeah. Don't, I don't. I don't hurt myself. Don't yeah, but it's but it's not high on my list. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I feel like there's just some movies every year. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll see it. You know, like yeah. it's like a tentpole movie or whatever. It's just you're gonna see them all, dude. You're not gonna miss I Justice wonder, League when it comes out. You didn't miss Batman. Yeah, exactly. Superman. It's just, wonder, it's just I'm not as like I don't have to see it the first or second. I week haven't now, gone back to know? look at it, but I wonder if The Nice Guys was my favorite movie this summer. Hunt was for that the summer? Wilder People was mine. Was it oh, the summer? Hunt, no, Hunt for the Wilder People was Hunt my favorite. Nice movie. Guys is definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People, Green Room. Those are pr- those. Are definitely like Green Room. Green was not, yeah. was this was that this year? I thought it was yeah, last year. Green Room no, was, was April. Wow. Green Room had advanced last year, but oh, it didn't come out to this year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, I mean that's that's definitely going to be my top ten. Definitely, that will be for our list episode. Yeah. All right, we should probably wrap yeah. up here. Yeah. But Sorry. hey, the, what I wanted to do though was say Sorry. thank you. Yeah, to Evo and Mike for coming on. Thank you guys Ooh. for coming. Big out thanks this to weekend. Mike. Mike's first time, and I know. It's hard for him to share his opinions, so I wanted <laughs> to thank him for making that. Get him effort. out of his shell. Yeah, no, true, 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 true. Hey, you know what? I could be watching fucking football right now. It's so. true. It's true. <laughs> so, in other words, we're saving you. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I would like to say thank you to our friend Eric, who also made this weekend possible for us. Yes, and um, he's great. And that's it. So, thank you, episode thirty. Or 50. I mean, thank you to everybody, but yeah. also, yeah. hey. Rate, review, subscribe. We say we say that we don't say it as much as other podcasts, but we should probably say it more. The reality is, we've got like seven reviews. <laughs> There's no way only seven people have listened to the show. Yeah, so yeah. even if you don't listen to it through iTunes, go on to motherfucking iTunes, yeah. write us a review, or at least click the little stars. It's like two seconds of your time. And honestly, like if I, a lot of people stream it, if you can download it, even if you have to erase it after you download it, that's helpful for us. That's yeah. what we get numbers on, not on streaming, but on downloads. downloads. So please do that. And as we always say, I didn't like, know that. Also, I've always streamed. Eat, also, eat, <laughs> eat more pork. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, so, and just uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. So We sure do. We uh, cooked up some interesting plans this weekend. I think we're going to see some fun stuff coming. All right. Thank you very much. Bye. Smoke bomb.